0: Gee, Steve, what are we gonna do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell him how we season.
1: Crazy. All right. Um, let me get my little starter page. We're ready. We've been going, haven't we? Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. It's How We Seize It, episode 131. This time we're tackling The Big Lebowski. If you joined us last week, you heard we were talking about we changed our mind mid-podcast, mid, uh, and we decided to switch from Sideways to The Big Lebowski, uh, one of the films that uh, I think I've repeatedly said over and over, I'm ashamed I haven't seen, because it is such a, um, a cult classic at this point, essentially. Um, so we,
0: yeah, last week we did Roadhouse. So, so we kind of doing back to back where one, it's a movie that, that I hadn't seen that yes. you wanted me to see. And now we're, now we're, uh, taking it the other direction. Yeah.
1: And, and, and both completely, uh, would be considered cult classics essentially, uh, where I think Big Lebowski's a little bit, got a bigger following cult wise, as far as some of the extra activities that happen with it.
0: Um I don't know I think I think Patrick Swayze has his own religion following him uh you know especially when he's doing that tai chi and stuff like that it doesn't doesn't he have a, a roadhouse following that
1: uh, He might it's it's all about the abs it's all about you know uh the 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 sweet figure and those roundhouse kicks uh, so um yeah, it it might be uh, funny you mentioned that cuz the uh, the religious, you know, uh one of the things I I heard and, and this to me what is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard out of a movie is that they've now created religion uh um the Latter-day Saints uh, or the Latter-day Latter-dudes uh something like that. There's but, l- there's
0: like there's dudism. There's uh it's it,
1: basically dudism. You, you
0: become a a dudist priest. Uh you know the, yeah. it's it's kind of it, it's kind of obnoxious and ridiculous but But uh, it's it's people that just, you know, looking for something to follow and uh, they don't they don't quite get the uh, the real religions that are out there. So they go for something a little bit more obscure. And and I can
1: see (laughs) that I can see that 100 percent on this, that it is people that just don't get what's really going on, uh, would would buy into all that. So, yeah, I get that. Uh, I'm Noah. I'm one of the the main co-hosts on this. And with me, as always, is my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. I'm Steve. Good to be here. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You can call him Steve or Steve Arino. uh, (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah, Steve Arino if you're not into the whole brevity thing, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, uh, On on How We Seize It, we like to do a thing where we'll pair a cocktail or a drink to whatever we're watching, and that's going to be no different this week. We're going to pair something to the Big Lebowski, which it comes with its own paired drink. 100 percent like it, it everybody that knows anything about this movie i didn't even know I, I had never seen this movie and i knew white russians were a big part of this movie and and people were ordering them because of this movie i personally have ordered them in the past because i like them and it had nothing to do with this movie matter of fact one of my favorite drinks for a long time was a blended white russian
0: <laughs> okay
1: which uh it just if you get it it, it is literally like a chocolate milkshake it so it's is like so, a mixed
0: race russian is
1: that? yes yes yeah, exactly <laughs> it's blended yeah it's blended with uh, tasty uh <laughs> coffee and uh <laughs> I guess I guess yeah are Russians, are Russians known for coffee
0: uh I, no I think I think that's more I think that's more a French thing. Russians are known for the vodka. That's where
1: for the vodka. That's why I'm kind of run- wondering where it came out as a white Russian. Uh, but it, you know, to me, yeah, it, it blended would be like you know, you get you get some Colombians in there for that coffee. <laughs> you know, you got that Russian in there with with his. Uh, You know that's what it is it's 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 a russian and a colombian and a milkmaid were walking into a corner all looking at their phones and they ran into each other and all their (laughs) stuff flew up in the air and came down in one glass and then you know was that you got your chocolate and my peanut butter situation (laughs) and uh made the drink and so there you
0: go uh, it's a (laughs) recent white russian
1: (laughs) exactly anyhow uh we we came up with our owns. Um, I know Steve uh, did one that like me that didn't go for the easy right Russian. So uh, I'm gonna let you take it away, Steve. Sure.
0: And you know I want to start because I I just you know I made I made a white Russian on the side. I called it uh, a Caucasian because that's uh, his uh, pet name for the white Russian drink. That I, based on what I read, that came from the movie. That wasn't, made, but I don't I don't know. If oh really? Okay. But when I was looking up the the recipe because I wanted to try to get it right. On uh, Wikipedia, where the White Russian is, it said that in 1998 it had a big, uh, you know, peak or a big yeah. influx in people drinking it. But I found that kind of uh, ironic because the other the other movie that we were going to do is Sideways, which had the same thing happen when that movie came out, where Pinot Noirs took off and Merlots sunk, just based off the influence of that movie. So, so. uh
1: I just, just showed that, that out.
0: Yeah. That I'm, I, yeah, I'm influenced it, by movies that, uh, that you get to partake in a little liquid beverage, you know,
1: yeah. it shows that people are sheep <laughs> They see it in the movies and they're going to, Oh, I got to have that. And yeah, for That's sure. That's right. Uh,
0: um, okay. Let me get my drink up here just so I didn't, I didn't write it down, but I wrote it down in that text. I sent <laughs> you. Um, I found a drink called uh, the tumbleweed, which, which, uh is the opening sequence you you can you watch the tumbleweed yeah. it's kind of floating through uh through the desert and then crosses you know the freeway and ends up you know going through la and then all the way up to yeah. uh, all the way to the beach line and um i thought oh that's that that sounds that sounds like something i could look at and turned out it had a lot of the same ingredients similar to to a white russian it's got um oh. a half cup of kalua oh um that's that's Obviously, it's base. It's got a half ounce of brandy, um, half ounce of cream de cocoa, um, half ounce of hazelnut liqueur. I had all those things. So I was like, this is good. I And then also you add a scoop of vanilla ice cream. And and it's called oh. a, a tumbleweed, but I added a little bit my uh, influence from the movie. This is so the stranger played by Sam Elliott, who, oh, who which, awesome. which was one of the main reasons why we we changed that to um, yeah this movie because we watched Roadhouse, which had two actors from uh, from um, yes from this movie uh, Big Lebowski. So it seemed like it, it made more sense to follow up that movie with this movie. He orders a Sioux City sarsaparilla from the bar when uh, when he's with, uh, <laughs> with the dude when he first meets meets the dude. He first meets him, although he's been narrating the story from the beginning yeah. too. So, um, so I I thought, man, this sounds you know sarsaparilla has got a lot you know it's a lot like a root beer, and um, I thought you know this drink sounds like. It could use some root beer. It could use some sarsaparilla to turn it into almost like a, a root beer float. So, so I uh, I didn't know if I could find any. I found uh, I found um, a can of sarsaparilla. It's not Sioux City. I don't think they make that anymore. But it's it's a right. it's a, it's another brand. I found, actually found it in the Asian section of the of the uh, Safeway. I got a can of sarsaparilla. You can check out, if you post the picture online, you can check it out. Oh my God, f- that's crazy. Yeah, I but will get is, on that. But it is a sarsaparilla. I took a taste. It tasted like a root beer. But anyway, I added that to this drink. So I've got that. And of course, on, on the side, I got my, uh, my white Russian uh, or Caucasian, uh, just traditional ingredients there. Um, I thought about adding some stevia to... Um, as, as a nod to that that mistake we made at the beginning of our podcast when uh, we had some sativa laced uh, yeah. uh, uh, vodka, and I thought that might kind of draw some memories back to to our own um, acid flashback. No, no, not right. right? But it could uh, have been. It could have been. <laughs> but I wanted to go traditional and just stick with the the, the Caucasian. So I've got my uh, I called it my Sioux City tumbleweed and my nice. Caucasian so on the side that that is awesome
1: <laughs> now did you did you say half cup of Kahlua yeah which is so fun. whoa that's a lot yeah that's, that's quite a bit but we'll I guess I mean kalua is not crazy strong like you could you could drink it straight easy it's not it's not horrible but I was just I was shocked right away I was like good that sounds good and I almost went with the sarsaparilla for the exact same reasons you're talking about uh the Sam Elliott um thing uh, I you know I loved him in this I think he was he was. he perfect for the role from what i understand they kind of wrote the the role around him well like, in the designed script it for says
0: a, a sam Elliott. Type. sam
1: Elliott t- yeah that's <laughs> i think it's perfect so, so uh it's hilarious that you picked uh sam elliot for this because uh we were talking about roadhouse we actually had two two people from that um the other plays uh jackie treehorn um i'm trying to think uh get his name here real quick uh you know, uh, you're better at this. Ben Gazzara. I. Yeah, that guy. So I was looking around. I was, I was like, I don't want to do a straight white Russian because, you know, it's just too easy. I, I got to do something. So I was looking around, and I found this Jackie Treehorn drink. And it's the only one I found, and it was kind of like, here's the ingredients, but I'm not telling you exactly mu- how much, so you kind of have to play with it. Um, and I had, to, I had to change it a little bit just because of, you know, what I could get my hands on. It uh, starts off with uh, I did two ounces of uh, vodka, and I did a Tahu Blue vodka because that's what I have and I love it. Um, it called for Kahlua, but I like that grind um, espresso uh, liqueur better. Uh, it just has, to me, it has a better flavor. Not that I don't like Kahlua. they're very similar. Sure, I just yeah. like this. I like the the other one a little bit better. This one called for a chocolate liqueur, so I had that cream to cacao the cream to cacao. <laughs> yeah. I said, uh, and I it, said
0: cocoa. I wasn't sure. I think, I, I think, think, think was, it's
1: cream to the cow. No, we that what, the there was that
0: one podcast where I think we ended up making the same drinks and we both struggled yeah. with what the right p- yeah. pronunciation was. So,
1: and then Bo came back and fixed it for us. But right. uh, so I added, <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, basically I started with two ounces of vodka, two ounces of the, the coffee liqueur. Uh, I did one ounce of the chocolate and then it, it this one called for uh, white cocoa and cream uh, and then topped with Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> well, so I, uh, I don't have Cocoa Puffs in the house and I didn't want to buy a $7, I literally went to the store, the only box of Cocoa Puffs they had was a $7 box that I'm like, I'm not gonna buy that just to put a handful of the, on top of this drink. I also couldn't find the white Cocoa. So I was like, all right, well, the Cocoa and the cream and kind of, you know, it's it basically, you know, Cocoa is just a, a warm chocolate milk, but I want this cold on ice. So I just bought some good old chocolate milk. And then uh, so I covered it with that, and and basically it comes out looking like um, a little bit darker uh, than a, a normal white Russian. It's got a little more of a, a brown color to it. Super delicious. It's got the uh, really nice um, kind of chocolate milk flavor to it. It has it has a different feel, uh, not feel but a, a flavor than the, the white Russian, but it has similar feel because of the, the cream, which came out it from the hot uh, the chocolate. So that was that was my first one. And I thought I thought it was perfect just because you did Sam Elliott. I did, you know, I <laughs> nice. did the other, you know, we, we covered that. Um, then I, I was like, oh, OK, I, I, I can't be done. I, I got to get some more. Um, so then the next one I went with my favorite character in this movie is Donnie. Nice. <laughs> I, I like Donnie. I, I love Bashimi. He is one of my favorite actors. I think I everything he does, I'm just I'm drawn to him. I think he's great. And I, I think he got you know he got the shitty end of the stick in this movie as far well, as like you know treatment.
0: why though because i mean this is the this he was in two previous uh coen brothers movies he was in barton fink and he was in fargo uh-huh. and in both those roles he had lots of dialogue I think with Barton Fink he was he was the bellboy but his dialogue was fast and and <laughs> and dense and of course Fargo his his dialogue just is off the rails so they actually wrote this this with him in mind and they they said they're always giving him so much dialogue they they decided to to, to see oh, what would happen if how how he could deal with uh you know just a little bit of dialogue so
1: that's I, funny I loved it I
0: think it's interesting <laughs>
1: I, I thought like it's great. I, I thought he was perfect. I, I to me he was one of my favorites in there. I, I was always rooting for him. I I shed a little tear when he when he passed away. Yeah. I thought yeah. like, like, that was rough. Anyways, this is called Donnie's Element. Um, I found it on there. It's uh, Donnie, you're out of your element. Uh, the the Chinaman is not the issue here. So <laughs> this is a wonderful coffee tiki cocktail that is created by the American bartender Chris uh, Day, and based on uh, John Goodman's line. So it's, uh, it starts with crushed ice in a glass. Uh, I, used, I used one of my fancier glasses here. It starts with uh, some spiced rum. So uh, I had this really nice 20-year-old rum that I used, which probably some people are like, why are you mixing with a, a 20-year-old rum? And I'm like, because that's what I got, and that's what I like to do. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, I think I, you gave that to me for my birthday. There we go. Uh, so started with that. It, that's, I started with two ounces of that, uh, did an uh, ounce of the coffee liqueur, then this is the this is the one that kicks it. It really takes us over the top. I've tasted this one; it's fucking fabulous. <laughs> Goes with uh, an ounce of banana liqueur. Okay. And so uh, I got 99 bananas. Uh, I happen to buy uh, like a 12-pack of these 99, which is all the different little f- snot flavors and stuff like that, and it has the banana in there. Pour <laughs> that. I know. Like by itself, I was like, exactly. But uh, wait till I'm done. It's, okay. it's fabulous. Then you add two ounces of coconut cream and so i'd seen coconut cream in the liquor aisles forever and i was like why what the hell and so when i was at the store today searching for it i was like looking all over the place where i thought it would be with dairy and all this stuff and i was like, let me go check the liquor aisle and there it was i got the (laughs) last one on the shelf perfect uh and then it actually has uh two uh dashes of bitters i was like okay Pour it in there mix it up it has kind of a similar you know that light brownish look as a, as a white russian but the flavor is phenomenal something of it um it, it reminds me of a chocolate covered banana <laughs> nice um you know like like do you get those frozen chocolate covered bananas at the fairs and stuff like that well, it's like That's a banana
0: split, you know yeah
1: yeah it literally is what it, it is it is super super delicious you
0: know what? I I think the my um, I'm just drinking the tumbleweed a little bit more, and um, I think it's a little too sweet. But if I add it to the uh, to the white <laughs> Russian, it actually really it balances kind it nicely. Be <laughs> yeah, okay. Nice.
1: Well, and on top of that, I I just was thinking of something that uh, Donnie said in there that just it made me smile and made me laugh. Was he he throws that first strike and he comes kind of strutting back and he goes, "I'm throwing rocks," <laughs> and so I'm like. I'm like, I'm gonna look for a drink called throwing rocks. And sure enough, I found one that's right <laughs> up my alley. And I was like, wait, right, wait, I'll get wait,
0: how many drinks? Wait,
1: I got three. I got three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I usually drink three drinks. It's usually just the same one. And I add, you know, I, I nah. pour. So this is going to carry me through the podcast. I, I hope to not go off the rails on this one. So we'll see. Um, this is right up my alley and, and, uh, uh, it's, it's really good. Simple s- Super simple too. Uh, Any in a high uh, high glass or a highball glass, uh, you do two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of cranberry juice, and then top it with club soda. Add a, a squeeze of lime and garnish with a lime, and boom, you're done. Super simple. It's called throwing rocks. It's got this kind of nice pinkish, you know, color to it. Uh, my wife tried this I haven't tried it yet, but my wife would try it uh when she was tasting all the ones in the kitchen and she goes That's really refreshing. She goes that's a perfect summer drink and I was like, okay uh, So and it's right up our alley, you know what I like I like bourbon I usually always have bourbon in-house the house. cranberry juice is one of my favorite juices uh, Especially the berry variety um, And then you know, we have we have club soda on tap. So it, it works
0: That's so, awesome. Oh
1: yeah, uh, so that might be a go-to uh, summer drink um, where we're just chilling or, you know, working in the backyard, ready to start relaxing the day away. Right. So I, I had to do it just because uh, I, I liked Donnie, and I really—that, to me, that line, something about it, just his whole his whole demeanor through everything, he just—he he was the one that was always kind of happy, even though the guys were shitting on him, like— you know he gets treated like crap.
0: Well, especially from uh, Walter. I mean, Walter's always telling him, to shut, the, "Shut the fuck up, Donnie." But I think one yeah. of the things that you know, in in the end, when he did die, there there are a few moments with with Walter where Walter really kind of you, you see the hum- humanity in Walter. Um, when when he's when we got a man down and the way he just really tries to soothe him and take care of him, it's interesting to see how. How yeah, you, you got so much friction between these two characters, but it's just because Walter's a Walter's a an dick. asshole. <laughs> you know, I think I think that's what uh, that's what the dude says at some point. You're yeah. you're just oh, an asshole.
1: <laughs> he is. I, I I serious I mean, and I love John Goodman. I, I seriously do. I think he's an incredible actor. I think he's a great person and stuff like that. I hated him in this.
0: this I and you know what this was his this is his favorite. Uh, his favorite movie that he's done, and a favorite that he that you know, his favorite experience, and uh, favorite movie that he's that he's done. So, I I agree. He's he 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 gets you gets you on your nerves at times, but sometimes that's that's uh, that's how how the, uh, the some of the, the well, bowling I, scenes I under- are the most. Hilarious I've ever seen in concert. Oh
1: no, so. I mean it it, it. it had to be that way. I mean he had to be that crass person. But he, I mean he's not likable. He if it, he's not a likable person. The other thing I really and and you know uh, this is one that may only affect me or, or may affect some other people. Um, I I did not like the way they portrayed the the vet status and 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 the PTSD. You know, I think it 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 showed it showed in a poor light like. Like he's just off the hinge type thing but they didn't deal with it and and that to me also bugged me a little bit just maybe it's today's day and age and stuff like that you know everybody's got to be offended by something um, which you know I I heard plenty of in in certain podcasts I listen to and you know a lot of love for this movie though a lot of love but there's also a lot of like uh, you know there's a lot of little things like oh that wouldn't hold up or that's really this and that's really that Um, but no one ever brought up that one and i wonder if it's because most of the people i were listening to weren't veterans weren't you know didn't give a shit about that side of it kind of thing and so you know you you you, you catch more on to what you you care more about
0: i think i think a lot of it is first off this is a this is a character uh, based comedy it's not a it's yeah. not about a bunch of of funny lines it's about uh, how characters Play off each other. I mean, you you, you can't oh, it's really all, uh... you, you can't interchange their lines. Uh, if if the dude, <laughs> said, I mean, there's some comedy where it's just people say funny things and that's what makes it funny. But yeah. here you've got these characters and they're all kind of really stuck. They're all kind of stuck in the past. They've got their their past life that that really is what where where they come from. And so in all the characters, it's it's gonna reflect a little poorly on him i i think a lot of people probably don't hold the Coens to to it that that standard because they have such a wide variety of movies they do i mean and and so it's not like it's not like a theme of their of their movies to where it us shit on the vets so um
1: no and i don't i don't i didn't see it as that necessarily like i didn't i didn't, i wasn't like oh fucking boycott these fuckers you, you, you know cancel them no i was just i was like you know, it's one of those things, and and they were all stereotypes, right? All almost every one of the characters fit a stereotype in a way, and so they were. And, and this is this is in the trivia on IMDb that he was based off of a a, a far right wing uh, conservative um, character person. They they knew I shouldn't say character because it's not a character; it's a person that they actually knew, uh, who was very pro-gun and pro-this, and 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 very you know. Uh, um, Conservative and, and things like that. I, I wish I had it up right now, but um. It says the dude is mostly is,
0: inspired by Jeff Dowd, an American film producer and political activist that they met while trying. No, no, to not the
1: difference. dude. Walter. Walter. Oh, Walter. Was,
0: Excuse me. Okay. I'm Walter,
1: sorry. Walter specifically was was based off of a certain person that they knew. Um, who was who was very right wing and you know at the time too you know this is this is the uh, or, uh, late 90s or probably they wrote in the early 90s mid 90s so this is someone they knew earlier than that um, but yeah and it just like I said he's he's not a bad character he's a stereotype for sure I just there's little bits of it that I didn't care for being a vet and and having having talked to and and, and spent some time with some vets who. Who actually deal with some serious PTSD, and the way that they deal, there, there's just some things that he did I, that really bugged me.
0: I get you. I get where you're coming from. At the same time, you're you're offended, and that that's kind of funny that that you, <laughs> I know, you know, huh? you're by, bothered by a movie. You're offended, and you're, you're you know that's something that sometimes. I wouldn't
1: say I was offended. I was saying it's what I didn't like about him, uh-huh. and um, that's and, and, I, that's, and... I, I, I do agree
0: that there's a lot of stereotypical kind of angles they take these characters. But boy, I don't think there's an another movie out there that you can quite no, m- match no. up to this because it, it does. I mean, they based it off of the old, you know, uh, Robert chant, what, what are the, the, um, the big sleep, you know, the big Lebowski. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was tied to the big sleep, which is that I know it was, uh, gosh, I can't, what's his, what's his name? Did I even write it down here? Uh,
1: Jill I heard Lark. people talk about it, but I didn't, I, Raymond,
0: Raymond. I want to say Robert Chandler. Raymond, Raymond Chandler's first novel pu- published in uh, 1939. It was made into a movie with uh, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. In fact, I almost, I almost, uh, uh, rather than putting brandy in my um, in my um, tumbleweed, I almost put some rye whiskey because there's a great scene where hum- Humphrey <laughs> Bogart is packing some rye and he shares it with uh, this this uh, store store lady clerk that he's got the hots for. It's really kind of a funny scene, um, but that's another <laughs> that's what... movie that that the plot is just gets so convoluted that it it doesn't make sense. And I think that's what the Coens were looking at. Oh for, God, yeah. To just like it, 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 the movie. I mean, you can watch it enough to where it makes sense, but it's not. That's not what it's about. Can you? Can uh, you? I I understand well. it now. I compare that to a movie like Inherent Vice, which is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson did that movie with uh, uh, about five or six years ago. With Joaquin Phoenix, your favorite, um, but it's a <laughs> but it's a it's about a guy that's uh, co- kind of in a com- in a constant state of 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 marijuana induced high, you know, and okay. and it's uh, an investigation, but the plot makes zero sense, and I mean it almost it it it's just ambiguous for no reason. It's just like takes you all these different turns and it tries to make a movie out of it. It's in, I mean, again, Paul Thomas Anderson, who who did There Will Be Blood, and this was his movie. Right. I don't know if this was his movie to try to honor the, the, the Coen brothers because um, <laughs> that's kind of what they were after, but they, they tied in some other things. And um, uh,
1: j- Just throwing this out there, I don't have a problem with, with Joaquin Phoenix. I just don't like the Joker movie. Oh, it's oh really? It's not him personally. <laughs> it's not him personally. I just think that's a shitty movie. I okay. just don't like it. Okay. I, it's not him. It, he, I mean, he's no—he's no Seth Rogen. So
0: okay, good—good good to know. I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought you no, uh, I, had something against him.
1: No, not him at all. It—it it literally is the movie. Um, and a matter of fact, uh, I would give him mad props for his portrayal of what he did in the movie. I just don't like the movie. I don't like the story they told. I don't like the way they went. But I'm also coming from a comic book base. Uh, a fan of Batman and the Joker, and I don't think this really touches on that. So, as far as what it is, it is what it is, and we should cover it because I think it would be a great podcast. C- you think? To talk I, about
0: I, it's. It's kind of tough because, I, I mean, I liked it, and I don't want it to be just this kind of this this wall of no, friction no. Where well,
1: we can't really no, talk. but that's the thing is we can talk about things that you like and I don't, or I do and you don't, and and discuss them, and that's really where we should be talking about things because when you talk to someone that doesn't have the same opinion of you, you learn more about it. And, yeah. and, and, and it can change your opinion sometimes uh, because you can see something from a different aspect. Like someone Speak- opens your eyes to something.
0: Yeah, speaking of changing your opinion, I was reading some of the reviews of this, and I found it interesting that a couple of reviews I read, um, one of them, okay, listen to this. Peter Howell in his review from, this is for The Big Lebowski for the Toronto Store wrote, wrote Quote, it's hard to believe that this is the work of a team that won an Oscar last year for the original screenplay of Fargo. There's a large amount of profanity in the movie which seems a weak attempt to paper over dialogue gaps. Okay. Howell, Howell revised his opinion in a later review and in 2011 stated that, quote, It may just be my favorite Coen Brothers film. Robert Ebert Chicago sometimes Sun- yeah. times did the same thing where he gave it, I mean, he gave it a three out of four stars, but he he um, updated it to four out of four stars later and added it to his great movies list. This is a movie that I think does stay with you. And, you know, when you return, yeah. it, it kind of, it has rewatchability. It's, there's something about it that's kind of interesting in that it, 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 I can understand why people follow it as a religion as, as ridiculous as that is. It's, it's, there's a lot of. Th- this is not just a throwaway script. This is a thoughtful script. There's a lot in this that that is well thought out. You know. All, <laughs> well, speaking of of which, you know all the ums and mans and fucks oh, yeah. and everything. The Coen brothers all write all that. Everything's scripted. Yeah. They don't like people. You know, going. Uh, you know, improving or anything like, like
1: 187 that. 187 so. dudes or man, and then. <laughs> 290 something fucks or or variations of fuck.
0: So this has nothing to do with the review or anything, but I was watching it. I've seen it now. I saw this in the theater when it first came out. I I became a Coen Brothers fanatic when Raising Arizona came out uh, back. I love
1: love that one. When I was a teenager.
0: And that was one of John Goodman's first, you know, he's a, he's a, he he breaks out as one of the convicts. And, and, uh, um, but, um, so, when this movie came out, I was there, and this was actually after Fargo, so they had already gotten some yeah, some pretty Fargo props was, for, was, for yeah. Fargo. Um, but um, it didn't do that great. But it came out in 1998. One of the first scenes, they're they're you're they're in the supermarket, and and this is just <laughs> something I noticed this for the first time a couple days ago when I watched it. I never I never talked about it. the check. The check is written for 9/11 night. 1991, so it's like 10-year precursor to 9-11. You got George Bush, George w, uh, George Bush, uh, senior, 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 senior talking about Saddam Hussein, you know, and, and this, this was made yeah. three years before 9-11, so it's, and, and also I think he post dates the check, so it's like, because I think that was a 2000 or 1990, um, yeah, yeah, someone 69 said, cents, it, yeah, he can't afford
1: it. Like, <laughs> So the 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 speech came out on like uh, August something. Yeah, like ni- August uh, twenty
0: of nineteen ninety. Like, though I think it was like almost a year. Yeah. He
1: post-dated the so check. he post dated the check like by a year for sixty nine cents. Right. I was just like, that's oh, fucking funny. Isn't it kind but, of
0: bizarre that it's nine
1: eleven? You know and. You know what? That that's happened more than once. There's there's I've seen a couple other things and I, I can't remember what they are offhand. But there's been a couple other things that reference nine eleven um, just randomly in movies. And it's like, what the fuck? It's, it's crazy. I mean, that, I don't want to go. And that was all I don't about go,
0: yeah, Saddam Hussein right there. And, right. You know,
1: oh, and, for sure. That's what I mean is I don't want to go make a tenfold hat no. or anything, but like, <laughs> Whoa, what the hell? Right. Um, so yeah, I, no. I, I, I agree. Now, uh, you were talking about, uh, people changing their perspectives and, and changing their minds on their reviews and stuff on this. One of the things I heard on one of the podcasts, and it's actually one that I, um, I didn't care for and the I, I liked their pattern and everything that's, they called does this does this hold up or something like that. They basically go to old movies and and have this, this take of today, but they're very, very um liberal woke kind of isms. Uh, in their their reviews now Um, and so uh, I was really disappointed because I was super excited to listen to this at first and then going through it I was like you guys are killing me with this but they had some good points so I did listen all the way through and I didn't go give them a one star or anything that I'm just I'm I'm gonna pick or choose what I listen to again from them but they had a very good point is imprinting Um, when you first watch this movie uh, depending on when you are in your life, it can imprint on you. So if you're a very impressionable young person, maybe in college, just getting into smoking pot and hanging ah. out with all your friends drinking, this movie may imprint on you he- more heavily than say a 50 year old man who's watching this for a podcast. You know, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I you, gotcha. know, you know what I mean? So, uh, and I thought about that. I was like, oh shit, that's right. And then, and they started talking about other movies that imprint on you. Roadhouse, you know, for me essentially was something I watched when I was very young and more impressionable and stuff like that. And it's it's very interesting how our takes our takes change as we grow older and experience life, and and we look go back and look at these because I I, I really watched yeah. I watched this movie and I was just like, I don't get. The following, I understand. I mean, it's not horrible. I'm not going to say it's a bad movie, but I don't get this like, "Whoa, this is the greatest movie ever" because it's not. No, and
0: and you're (laughs) absolutely right because you know we watched Roadhouse last week, and I, I did my best to try to look at it at all the all (laughs) the angles that I thought would make it kind of interesting but i still had a hard time really connecting with that and yeah. and i i i do understand that you're not you, you don't connect with this kind of the way the way i did but yeah i think that's a really good point it does have to do with when we're kind of impressionable and we we yeah. can and you know we're we're, we're discovering things and and absolutely, i don't even mean, think it's just
1: i don't think it's just impressionable i think it's it's where you're at mentally physically uh, socially everything when you watch a movie um you know we we were talking about um uh uh MCU a lot right and uh you know when iron man first came out you know where where people were when that came out that might have been imprinted like i i was all about it because i was i was yearning for my old comic book days i was looking for some action and fun and stuff like that and it gave it to me and, and it and it gave it to me in a great way so I was all about the MCU right away, where some other people, like, may not have been a comic book person and may not, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, it's just a movie. Speaking of which, though, Jeff Bridges was in the original Iron Man movie, too.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: Uh, I I pulled up his IMDb just because I'm like, oh, God, I I know he's such a big name, but I'm like, what is he? he has been in? He has been acting his entire life. Yeah, you know,
0: I was at the grocery store today, and I just put this together because I was I was standing in line to buy my my half and half and I looked up at the at the stand and it was People magazine and Jeff Bridges was on the on the cover and it was talking about him having covid and doing going through uh, going through um, uh, cancer Please tell me you wrote
1: a check Please tell no, me you wrote it. No, I didn't write a check.
0: <laughs> but I, I didn't think about that until now. Isn't he staring at the mirror of People's Man of the Year? You know, no, yeah. Time. He, it was
1: time. It was Time it Man, was man time. of the Year.
0: Oh, damn. Too bad. Too bad. But. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So here's one. I was gonna do. I was gonna do a White Russian uh, because someone brought this up on the um, on a podcast. and I was like, fuck, that's so crazy. Uh, Bunny, uh, when uh, when uh, the Reed, blue, you know? Yeah. yeah so, oh, my God. And so, so perfect for that role. She, she very much held her hotness. She uh, did. This role. was
0: prior to, to kind of her skank. <laughs> yeah, her where, downfall. Yeah, where she started going <laughs> on road trips with Nicole. Um, bit,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um. Anyways. Ritchie. Nicole Richie. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy in the, the, the blue Volkswagen bug, right? He gets out and he talks about how she, her name is uh, uh, Fawn.
0: Knutson, that's right. The Knutson's and they, (laughs) we've got this picture. They're going to, they're going (laughs) to want him to go back to the farm because.
1: Well, I don't know if you know this, but there is a dairy product, (laughs) Knutson. And uh, apparently down in LA that you can get milk directly from the Knutson dairy. Up here, apparently, all we get is cottage cheese and and uh, sour cream and stuff. But I knew that name, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna go find that cream. I'm gonna get that cream." <laughs> we I, we didn't have it in any of our local stores, but I was like, "God damn it!" Because I just thought, how fun would that be to do a White Russian with uh, a canut cream? Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. That would have been uh, that would
0: have been pretty pretty epic that
1: that was that was one of the epic bombs that i got out of out of the podcast i listened to i was like oh that's awesome that's that's a fucking rare knowledge that people don't always get i was like (laughs) that's awesome i'm stealing that shit uh for sure um but yeah let's let's talk let's talk a little bit about some of these characters just just so we get deep into this i mean we'll start with uh jeff bridges as the dude um
0: mel gibson originally considered for the role
1: yeah, that would have been fucking failure for sure. <laughs>
0: he didn't take the pitch too seriously, apparently. So, <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I didn't look in to see who. I mean, he he fits it really well. He says it it reminded him of himself when he was younger and stuff like that. And I get it. And matter of fact, he even wore his own col- his own clothes. I
0: know he would like wear them home. He said he had. Uh, to, he was a little nervous about the role, and I remember this from back when I saw the movie, seeing an interview where he, he, he there was a lot of language and drug use, and he he was afraid that his kids might. You know,
1: he was impressionable,
0: his, so he got yeah. He kind of got there. He asked permission. his
1: parents. Oh, he asked his mom and dad. I think, I or maybe that. just his mom, if she would be offended if he did a a movie that had him smoking marijuana. Which he apparently he said he never has, um, and uh, he wasn't sure on how to do it. So he all never has,
0: but he talked about his past being drug use and
1: no, no, his his pacifism. Oh, from what? From what I understand, he says that the, the the him being a pacifist and stuff like that was what he 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 relute. Uh, alluded to not necessarily drugs because he was he saying he didn't...
0: i think he said drugs and something i read
1: oh so. i didn't hear that one i heard that he uh it was pacifism and his his laid-back attitude because he was saying at one point from what i remember hearing is and i'm going off of what i heard so it take it with a grain of salt i could be wrong it's happened once before it's on the
0: internet it's true
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh that uh he didn't know how to how to be high you know he he wasn't okay. sure and so he would always ask um the coen brothers or i guess it was only one of them that directed this is what i heard too that uh one of they both wrote it but only one directed um I, that's my, that's typical
0: to their uh to their uh credits they always say one of them produces and one of them directs but they're a team
1: okay yeah anyways they he would go to them and ask him he's like hey would would if he would if he has smoked before this and if he did he would rub his fingers into his his knuckles into his eyes so he'd get his eyes red like he had been smoking nice and so um but no he did a great job with this and in uh you know i don't i don't begrudge him any part of this he, it was an incredible job of acting and stuff like that because i take it as acting but he was not a likable character for me either
0: I I found that he has kind of as 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 time goes on I see him in interviews he almost has kind of taken some of that character and you know, that's who he's become. I see in interviews and it almost bugs me a little bit. It's like, wait a second. Well, that's that's the dude. And maybe it's because he had some of that in his oh, past that he, that he, I think he, that.
1: I think he did. Oh, people. <laughs> yeah. Cause he goes to those conventions and shit apparently. And he talks about how much he is a dude. I personally find the dude annoying. I don't find him just this laid back, cool dude. I find him kind of stupid, lazy and shit just happens to him. And he kind of rolls through it. Well, you're Nothing saying
0: that he, you're putting a little, a little bit of a, you know, a tone, snark, say a this. snark
1: on it. But I, 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 think that that
0: was an. I don't. I think that was part of it. I don't. I don't think they wrote this oh, character.
1: No, but that's what these these this religious uh, take and, and him thinking. Oh, I'm just this cool. I don't let anything bother me. Shit.
0: You, you that's think, not real. You think they were trying to sell him as some cool, awesome guy? I, I don't think no, so. No,
1: I, I, I don't know. But I think I think the 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 people that think this is a religious uh, okay. experience, that, that's fine. And yeah.
0: Some people take the, they, the they put or him or
1: on it. Yeah. They put him on a pedestal. I don't know. I think he I think he was dumb. I think he was a little, you know, he was I, skimming
0: by. I don't think that the Cohen brothers put him on a pedestal. So I, I, I don't think he was written that way. I think he was written. I, I agree with you. I, <laughs> I mean, agree with you. He was I, like it was I, like Kramer from the Seinfeld, you know, kind of. Where you have that kind of ensemble cast of weirdos and Kramer's the
1: the ultimate Kramer. Weirdo. Oh my God! So, uh, but no, I, I agree. But no, but he is now taking that a little bit to what the the fans are feeding him. Jeff Bridges is is like, oh yeah, he's kind of a cool, laid back yeah. dude, and does it. And that's no, cause he he did let shit bother him. He he blows up a couple times, and it's like he's not the cool. You know. The, Oh, no, he's frustrated throughout
0: the whole movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's not taking it easy the whole time.
1: He's he's not, and he's not very smart. That's part of the thing that bugs me is that people put him on the pedestal that he is, and and this is going from this, this admiration, this after love of like, oh, my God, it's so... No, it's I think
0: like, I think they try to allude to a past where he had some brains. You know, he had he was oh, part yeah, of yeah. Seattle Seven. You know, and I I, I think that was a character. Apparently, you
1: know? that's realistic. Yeah. Well,
0: that the so Dowd guy, the Dowd character that yeah. they based him, him him off of or part of him off of was in the Seattle Seven. And yeah. And, Do you know what
1: that is? I don't know what that is. I didn't look it up. I I. I, I did look I, it
0: up, but it didn't really. Um, it didn't really stick. come up. Dick. <laughs>
1: <So, laughs> Uh, okay, so they, they weren't that important.
0: Some left-wing political thing, you know. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, they said he was a... a um, well, they used the word uh, something objector during during Conscientious Vietnam. Conscientious
0: objector. Conscient- yeah, that's let, it. Let me say something, because a little while ago you were talking about something, and I wanted to say something, and, and by the time you got done with your thought, it had completely escaped me. So I was, I had been drinking too much and I was having a dude moment. Um, But now that, now that I remember it, I want to, I want to bring it up because you talked about, listen to that podcast with the woke people that try to talk about, try to look at things and see if they hold up. And I just want to point out that scene, which you already alluded to at one point in your uh, rocks drink and you in your, I'm throwing, uh, I'm throwing rocks tonight uh, where you talked about, Donnie and there's the whole conversation where where the dude or where the dude is referred, the referring to the Chinaman and and Walt is referring to the Chinaman and then halfway through he stops and says, dude, and, and, and really Asian American, you know, and it and, and, and then later he'll, he'll he comes back and says something about the Chinaman, you know, he come,
1: he comes back to oh, not oh. only that. He comes back and says, oh, they're Russian, and he calls them Krauts. And then he talks about Drew. He goes back and talks about, like, three or four other different races in a negative way. He is a fucking hypocrite on the highest level.
0: But, my, my, well, okay, maybe you're kind of... Rolling or uh, running over my my point, but my point was the the woke people would look at this and saying, look, they're talking about China oh. and stuff, and then and then it's Walter actually is the one that comes and corrects him and says, look, true, we've got to be true. we've got to be thoughtful about this and stuff. And, okay,
1: and and I also have a problem with that. If he was so PTSD from Vietnam, I doubt he would be that woke about uh, the Asian Americans because I didn't
0: get PTSD as his issue. I got his issue as something more. Like he was blaming blaming Vietnam for a lot of things, but really it was just his marriage that was falling apart. I I didn't get a sense. Well, no, that he he, was, br-
1: he brings up multiple times that I had buddies die face down in the muck, and he brings up I'm a vet. He brings up I'm a veteran, no, I, several times, no, I, no, just that, to be a
0: dick. No, I right, right. I don't, but I don't think he, I don't think he struggled with PTSD. Like I, I mean, I think that I think he was probably someone that would use.
1: Uh, I think it, I think it's a fake. Other cute. people's, yeah, exactly, exactly. That to me, that's to me what, it's, what it felt more like was it wasn't a real PTSD. It was more like uh, a, a stolen valor kind of thing. I don't want to say that really, but uh, you know, that's what it kind of felt like to me. Is like, you know, yeah, he probably was in Nam, and, 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 well, and you know, yeah, we, that shit was fucking legit for those people. But the way he talked about it is not about how most vets talk about it. No, and
0: and it was, uh, well, yeah, it reminded me of a friend we've got. Um, but, uh, when, when Dottie died and, and, you know, he's spreading the ashes and he's going on. Oh my God, I hated that. I I know. And, but, and the dude just chews him out. And, and I think, I think Walter kind of gets it a little bit. And, you know, he just like, give me a hug. And, you know, and and then that's it. And it's, it's this awkward moment and that's almost where they end the movie. I mean, they've got one more. That's throw. where it
1: should it. That's where it should have been ended. But
0: what an interesting, you know, it's it's almost talking about the bond between these two polar opposites. Yes, you know, I agree. Because they are. They've got different political stylings. You know, <laughs> he, they, well, they, they 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 totally <laughs> they don't you know see eye to eye, and they certainly chew each other out for for things that that. that I mean, you know, but and yet who is? They bowl together, you know
1: <laughs> who would have th- who would have thought that two people that are com- on completely opposite sides of a lot of things could be best friends? I mean, it just seems so <laughs> ridiculous.
0: <laughs> you talking about this this podcast <laughs> I'm talking about this podcast. <laughs> well, because because we like, do- it's like Laurel and Hardy, you know you get these different yeah. it's kind of it's a comic duo that that, you know, there's they, something that brings them together for reasons that you just don't quite get, and yet they, they're stuck together, and so they're going to make the most. Here, here
1: of it. we go, Steve. Mark down this time because I'm going I'm to drop a bomb on you. Okay. It's because you. It's because you complete me.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Anyways, speaking of that, uh, we just saw uh, we just saw Maverick uh, this weekend.
1: Oh, Top Gun. Uh, we so saw good. some
0: Tom Cruise, uh, which is the reference to you completely. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was that was pretty good. I,
1: I I really enjoyed that. I think it did an incredible job. And uh do you realize that is the highest grossing he's ever had in like an opening weekend?
0: I read that and I was shocked, yeah. I was too. Um I'm I'm pleased. I don't think this is a movie that I think this is a movie I could rewatch and enjoy. I don't think it's gonna stick with oh, me sure. in in the in a mental state, in a mental sense that, you know, oh I'm gonna be thinking about it. But uh but it, they did it. They just it was it was good entertainment. It, and and it, man those 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 the uh, flying sequences were unbelievable. Well,
1: it, it checked all the boxes for a sequel to a uh, late 80s, 90s movie where, you know, you have a large portion of the people that have seen this that are in their, you know, 40s and 50s. Uh, and loved that movie so much, and it took so long to get a, a a redo of it or whatever, and it really hit on every level that those people wanted to see.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad they gave you all the good feels for Val Kilmer because I think. Oh, I mean, right. Yeah, from because because it, it almost oh, spoiler slid,
1: alert. Spoiler it, alert. That well, <laughs> he's in it. Yeah,
0: but I mean, and and. The people who aren't in it that you know it's funny because because it it satisfies all the all the men that want to see the, the 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 uh the you know Iceman and maverick boat. have have their moment and who gives a shit about uh kelly mcgillis or meg ryan you know <laughs> let's well we'll write them off as i don't think they even mention kelly mcgillis's character you no, know they don't they, they, they don't. do mention meg ryan but it's like oh yeah she you know, passed away. Yeah. Oh, spoiler! I was. T-
1: I said spoiler yeah, you, you alert. I, mean? I, I guess, said. I guess. You I said spoiler alert. alert. We're but not going to go into it, too much else on it, but yes.
0: It's not a movie that really worries about spoilers. It's it's just. <laughs> it's, no, I mean it, it. doesn't. It's not a shocker movie. Like, oh my god, no, it, I, I didn't. It's just. It's you're, just good. You're
1: right. Entertainment, you know. It is. It is. Uh, so um, it's got some nostalgia
0: yeah. and it's got some new adventure.
1: <laughs> the funny, um, the kid that plays uh, Rooster. Um, Miles Miles Teller, yeah, yeah. So he was the old Mr. Fantastic. He was also in Footloose, uh, the the reboot, which I pointed out at the beginning because you got your Kenny Hoggins
0: and uh, Miles Teller. (laughs) I think that's the ingredient for uh, for a sequel, right? Or for a yeah, exactly.
1: I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that it, it's just because that fantastic four movie is so bad that that's all I can see when he comes on screen. Although he looks, he looks a lot better than he did in that one, yeah. but and and, he did and a lot better job.
0: That's unfortunate because he's, I mean, I, I love the jazz movie that he's in with, uh, with, um, gosh, he's in Spider-Man. Uh, who's the, who's the Jameson. Who's Jameson in Spider-Man. Um, J, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh,
1: oh, oh uh, James. Jomaginism.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he's in that movie, the the jazz movie where he's a jazz drummer. Really amazing. Both of them. In fact, he run, uh, not Miles Teller, but Jay Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I'm just referring to him as that. Are you looking up his name? Is that what you're doing?
1: Yeah. Okay. Is it, uh, The Spectacular Now?
0: Whiplash? Well, whiplash. Whiplash.
1: Okay. Whiplash. That's he's got also it. in the Divergent series. He is. So, but yeah.
0: Spectacular now is a good one. Um, so those are both movies that are uh, really highlight his his ability to command a performance. He he's is. He is a.
1: He's a good actor, but there was a wa- There was a time where his face had a certain look to it, and I think it was early in his career. Uh, he's grown out of it a little bit, but yeah, he just he has. Is that every that time punchable
0: look? Is that you wanted to punch him, didn't you? That's that's, uh, that's the look you're talking about? No,
1: you know, well, no, he's got, like, a, he's got a scar on his chin that's very pronounced, and that's... It's not it, just what on I his chin, it's,
0: like, it's on his cheek, yeah, too, he's got a couple but scars. Yeah, I see it.
1: Yeah. Well, those, they've been, he must have had some work done, because they're, they're very, uh, they're less noticeable now. So, oh. I, I think he's a great actor, I just... Um, for me, when it comes up, I really see Fantastic Four, which was such such a shitty movie that I was like, it's hard to get out of your brain. It's, it is it is a it, shitty
0: movie, and I and I I hope there's a director's cut that might fix it, but I doubt it. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I like I thought he, w- was cast well, and I think under oh, different circumstances, yeah, no. if they made the if they made the movie better, I don't think he would have suffered. Uh,
1: quite. I, I think the problem with that movie is he wasn't cast well because they they made they at that point they have reed richards as a very young man and and, in the comics he was er, way into his 30s by the time they had. oh okay i didn't know that and that's where i think that it it doesn't work for me is is they tried to go young and it just didn't work anyways let's get back to the big lebowski there's a lot of shit to talk about (laughs) uh you know we could go on i mean we could make this movie this podcast easily longer than the movie um Jeff Bridges uh, did a great great job. Uh, John Goodman. Um, we talked about uh, Walter. Uh, some of the other stuff. The the um, when he's talking. God, he had one of the worst parts of this movie too. His his one of the most cringiest parts for me, and, and just un, unfunny, hard to watch. Is when he starts beating up the car. Um, yeah, I
0: didn't care about as much either. I th- I thought it was I, interesting when he I, went into the house and you know he's trying to have a conversation with the guy in the in the big metal. Uh, Breathing apparatus. Yeah,
1: but uh, that was the only funny part of it is him trying to talk to him. But everything else, he's just a fucking bully. So they shot that. I I remember
0: watching some behind the scenes. I guess they shot that in a a neighborhood where they had to pay off some of the the neighbors so that uh, because of all the noise. And he still had trouble doing it because he knew he was going to be, you know, disturbing the peace. But that movie is actually. Uh, that that scene is almost more well known for its censored version on oh, right, on yeah. cable TV when they when they released it to to, uh, to TV in a censored version rather because he's he I think he says something well, like this is what you get when you fuck uh, you, this you is fuck what you a stranger get when you in, fuck the ass. in the ass and, and and gosh I wrote it down because it's I think it was it's, on the this is IMD.
1: what you get when you uh, what is it it's um... you find find a stranger in the alps find a stranger in the alps which i'm like that makes no sense at all that makes absolutely no sense at all
0: but i mean it's it's got notoriety for being one of the most hilarious nonsensical censored so here's for a a movie
1: (laughs) here's what i understand happened is they they knew that they had to make some cuts for this to put on TV, right? They, they actually recorded them with these. Oh, did they? And, and that's what John Goodman came up with on the fly. That's
0: and that's great. what they,
1: that's, I was like, that's ingenious. It makes no fucking sense, but it almost sounds better than him repeating over and over. This is what you get when you fuck a stranger in the ass. I, it doesn't even make sense either. But it's know, like, you know, speaking of that scene, which I
0: agree wasn't that funny, but the very following scene when they're driving, when the guy comes out. No, no. Oh. When they're driving eating in away and out, and they and yeah, the windows are gone, and you see the breeze. Yeah, and Donnie and uh, and Walter are eating in and out, and and the dude is just I, like.
1: <laughs> I love that. I, you know why I love that? Because the the scene earlier where they were talking about going over there, and he's like uh, he's like, oh, by the In and Out, and he's like, oh, if we're gonna be by the. Donnie is like, oh, we're gonna be by the In and Out. You know, he's seriously like into yeah. the burger. And then the look on his face when he pulls that burger up and eats it, I was like, (laughs) it's like Donnie finally got his moment. I was like, so awesome. That's right. Uh, Yeah, that was a good time.
0: And when he thinks that they're talking about John Lennon, when they're really talking about. uh, (laughs) uh, I am the walrus. Yeah, the communist Lennon. But he's like, I'm the
1: walrus. And he keeps repeating it. I'm the walrus. It's like Donnie. Shut the fuck up! You're out of your element. <laughs> which is, which is funny because I was like I would have been the same way. I'd be like John Lennon, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I would I I, I identify with, with Donnie. I think I don't know why. Sure. <laughs> yeah, just you. Yeah. Uh, you know, being a more mili- uh, uh, military type guy and more you know, uh, white right wing. Uh, you know cited uh, conservative. I don't I wouldn't say I'm right-wing I'm more conservative. I'm not right-wing But I you would think that I would be more, you know in line with uh, Walter, but I'm absolutely not I'm more Donnie for sure <laughs>
0: Definitely pacifist, not. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, The next one on the, on the IMDb is uh, Julianne Moore who played Maude L- Lebowski uh, One of the the only females uh, in this that really had a kind of major role you know, we had uh, Tara Reed, we talked about earlier as Bunny, I think, is one of the only other females that I guess there's a few other minor, minor talking roles, but not many like three or four. Uh, but she has probably the major female role in this. And we get a crazy introduction, right? <laughs> You know, uh, uh, the dude comes walking in. Which also, uh, I'm just gonna say this out front. Anybody that names themselves the dude is an asshole by me. Just <laughs> in general, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on that limb. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna stay with that. But anyways, he's walking down this this hallway, and you know, there's this music playing, and it's kind of it's kind of like a Meredith theme- Monk.
0: Meredith Monk.
1: Yeah. Yep, and and I I
0: wouldn't have known that, but I recognize that my brother used to l- listen to Meredith oh, Monk back in the back in the eighties or nineties. I think he had some albums of hers when I was growing up. And oh was my like, god! It was like these weird chants and stuff like that. And uh, so I was going through the soundtrack and I saw Meredith Monk, and I'm like, oh. Okay. God. Okay. I thought, to, I thought to, that had to be that scene.
1: <laughs> I thought you just pulled that out of the air. I was going to say, please tell me you looked that up and not just like, oh yeah, I know, I know that song. My, no, I didn't know,
0: but but I I, I real. <laughs> I I always kind of questioned my brother's sanity when he would play that and say, this is, this is awesome. That's a, that's you know, a he good was, question. He was connected to it and stuff, but uh, I, I couldn't quite uh,
1: admit it. Anyways, this, no. <laughs> <laughs> this was a, a kind of crazy cool scene in a way. Cause she comes flying down on this, this harnessed uh, zip line Um Perfect description. Yes, <laughs> throwing throwing paint with you know crate, like he literally fucking freaks out and jumps out of the way or whatever. Um, I do have one small problem with this scene. Uh, the paint the paint splatter that she creates would have been all the way back above. Uh, Lebowski, because he turns around and sees her kind of flinging her arms, but then they turn around and then they show the paint. Uh, okay. That would have been flinging the entire time. He would have had paint all over him. All right, And he, he's not. So a uh, little bit of a, an editing error, a little bit of real life uh, uh, not right kind of thing. But I'm going to give it a break because she was butt naked. <laughs> other than her harness. Uh, I'm all for that because uh, she looked great. And i I... I not normally a character I would care for. Like, I kind of I don't care for the like heavy, hardcore, feminist, oh, this and you can't say vagina kind of thing. Oh, but
0: yeah, the way she says that, vagina. Do you have a problem something with hearing about that? vagina?
1: Oh, <laughs> something about her was attractive as fuck. Really? I was like, oh, I wouldn't yeah. expect
0: that from you. She based the character. Obviously, there was a painter that actually did paint like yeah. that in the nude, but then also Yoko Ano. I thought that was interesting. That, but, yeah, not, not but, attracted to Yoko. I I remember seeing an interview with her talking about the accent and they asked her where she got the accent and she said she just, she pulled like, you know, the bourgeois and the, you know, all kind of, it was kind of this, this, you pull from every angle and then you come up with something and it wasn't, it wasn't like you can't pinpoint it. It was, it was more, uh, you know, kind of this haughty bourgeois British accent. I liked
1: it. I liked it,
0: it. Oh, and I bet you that... hated. I bet you hated the character that she was with uh, Thule. What's his name? Um, oh, uh, da- that, David Thule, Thulis, um, who plays um, Knox. He's Harrington. in the Harry Potter. He's in Harry Potter, but he, he's also in uh, Fargo season two or three. I th- uh, okay, but, yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, he's, he's
1: looping. He's looping in, yeah. in Harry Potter.
0: But oh my god, the, you know he gets on the phone and and they kind of have their 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 laughing conversation, yeah. which is just like oh my god this is so ridiculous
1: so in a movie he, he didn't bug me <laughs> if i was in real life and someone was doing that to me yeah it'd be around round well, i'd even, round I'd, that, roadhouse I'd roadhouse his ass i'd roadhouse his <laughs> ass
0: and they even have that that shot where it shows the dude just looking straight ahead while this guy's doing his his antics he's like what yeah. the fuck is this guy here for you know who is yeah. this guy <laughs>
1: I, I I thought it was funny. I mean, but it, it's it it fit the scene. Like yeah. it fit it fit her hundred percent. Like I was like I was good with it. Um. I, something about her was really cool. I didn't I didn't buy her motivation. Um. I have a huge problem with the fact that she would want to have a kid with the dude.
0: Yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, I know that she didn't want anyone who was interested in connect. Uh, okay.
1: So uh, you a get a sperm donor. Uh, you get uh, a sperm <laughs> donor, and then you don't even know. The fact that anybody would want to sleep with the fucking dude is beyond me. I mean, that's like like do you got a body condom cuz fucking hey, that guy's got to be nasty. I mean, he just he looks gross. Maybe is that he pulled
0: a fast one on her uh on her uh uh father, her stepdad, <laughs> you know, or, or Maybe maybe. Uh, okay, and, and yeah. I don't I don't know. I I uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, anyways, Jeff, that,
1: that, that was Jeff the only Bridges, thing about is, her. I mean,
0: if, if you, if you shave, if you take, if you get a shave, Jeff Bridges looks pretty good. So, you know.
1: Oh, when, when he did, um, uh, True Grit, fucking A hey, dude, like, like man's man. He, he, he holds his own in True Grit. Yeah. He, and he you know, that's
0: his... another Coen brothers movie. They did. That's, yes, yes. Yes. I yeah. know.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I love that movie. I, 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 fully love that movie. Matter of fact, another tie back to our MCU. He, yeah. Uh, he reminds me of your
0: dad he, in that movie.
1: Is, he does. Does he remind you of your dad? Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. He does. Maybe that's what, maybe that's why I think he's so fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh uh Kate uh uh Kate Bishop, uh Hallie uh what's her last name? Sure. Oh, um, that was
0: her premiere role. They, yeah. they plucked her out of a yeah, of of a, you know, nine hundred people that, that auditioned for that. I'm making that number up. But but yeah, yeah but True Grit
1: is amazing in that role. I have I have that Blu-ray just so you know yeah. if you ever I mean, need that's to watch a good
0: it. movie. That that's a movie that I look at Matt Damon and go, You're out of your element because these these other people are just Killing it, and you're just kind of doing, you know, you, you know, so, uh, who was uh, who was um, in in the new Star Wars movies, the the the, the baddie, the baddie, the 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 uh, oh, emo, emo, um, emo Darth Vader, what <laughs> emo Vader, oh,
1: um, oh, what but anyway, he was in
0: he was in, yeah. he was in uh, True Grit as well, he was the one that got oh, yeah,
1: fingers, yeah, yeah, fingers
0: cho- chopped off,
1: what, oh, and gosh, speaking what? of him, oh,
0: he was in. Inside Lewin Davis. I mean, I've got this list of Coen Brothers movies. These guys have done, and I don't think they're... that Adam, I, I don't think they're Adam making, Driver. Adam Driver. You know, Raising Arizona, uh, Fargo, Big Lebowski. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou is classic. Uh, no Country right. for Old Men is one of their most acclaimed. True Grit. Inside Lewin Davis, which, if you haven't seen that, that's a really good movie about kind of the folk scene, uh, Bob okay. Dylan times. In fact, I think uh, they have a character play Bob Dylan in the background for like a uh, half a scene, but it's got um, the the another guy from from the Star Wars movies, the pilot Poe 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 Dameron. Yeah, that this is like one of his early roles. He kills it, and um, since then they I think the, uh, Isaac uh,
1: Isaac. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's in the uh, in the Marvel.
1: It, yeah, um, the new Moon Knight.
0: Yeah, uh, Oscar Isaac. That's it. Um, their last movie was uh, the Coen Brothers was Ballad of Buster Buster Strug, Buster Buster Scruggs, um, which was a net straight to Netflix. It was kind of a <laughs> a, a bunch of different movies. And yeah. then uh, one of them went off and did that uh, Shakespeare. Uh,
1: oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but uh, I but I don't
0: up. think the other one is making movies anymore. I mean, they're, so they're, at least that was what I heard. So we might may have seen our last Coen Brothers movie.
1: Coen Brothers, but we'll get a Coen. I mean, they do a yeah. good job. I mean, I I I I would say that I I like their movies. I mean, Fargo definitely, Raising Arizona. Um, Did you see no country
0: for old men. No, that's one
1: I have not seen. Yeah, that I, I think, know. Uh, and, you know, and I it's one I know I want to see. It, it's, it's one that I know I want to see.
0: It's certainly well known for their serial killer. Their uh, you know the guy yeah. with the, the funny haircut and yeah. the, that kills people <laughs> with the cattle prod or whatever that that shoots little you know little. Um, you, like a little cattle air gun that they they kill. Spoiler spoilers. Yeah, I'm spoiling it. Come on, <laughs>
1: I haven't seen it. It doesn't matter. It's, it's it's it's. I didn't know he killed people with stuff. I just know he has a funny haircut. Yeah, he's got yeah, a he's funny haircut. Gonna... <laughs> but, uh, but but
0: I think he'd really appreciate Tommy Lee Jones in this movie and and the Goonies kid, the Goonies older brother. Uh,
1: oh, uh, that's Josh Brolin. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Josh
0: Brolin yeah. is really good in this. The two of them, and it's got some good female. Uh, uh, at least his his wife is really really good too. Awesome. So that might be a movie worth seeing. But I don't know if you'll know what to make okay. of it. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like uh, uh, Far or uh, Big Lebowski. Where at the end you kind of go, "What was that about?" You know.
1: <laughs> okay. So I, I you know, we we were we were in the middle of talking to characters, but I do want to go into that. Um, one of the things I had a problem with this movie is. It doesn't seem to really end. It just stops. It had a it had a point where it could have ended, but then it goes on for like a half hour, and then it just kind of really stops with no real completion. And uh, like this is an OCD nightmare kind of thing. Like nothing wraps up. It's kind of all just still out fucking like it just it doesn't close. Uh, and well, that's
0: me. I, I would agree that it has a heart. The third act is kind of disjointed. It doesn't. It doesn't wrap up like your 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 typical three act. Yeah. In, in, I would give you that.
1: I don't know if some was, of the scholom phases. Do, do some you of the phases. Do you
0: think that was on purpose? You know, considering I don't.
1: I don't know. I I'm not smart enough to to think of, like. Well, that's one of the things I realized when I was watching this <laughs> and then listening to people talk about it. I'm like. I am not smart enough to be a a movie snob because uh like there's parts of this I really enjoyed and and there's parts I laughed at then there's parts I went what the fuck and maybe <laughs> it, maybe it's my age maybe it's I wasn't um at my uh imprinting stage um I did watch it twice oh nice uh, uh, so I, I mean, I really tried. I did There's too. Part, this I, last week, <laughs> I, I really did try, and I mean, but it's one of those things. Is like the story it's, just left me kind of flat at the end, and that's I, what I made really it hard for me.
0: I really appreciate what you said a little while ago, where you're talking about imprinting. I think that really makes a lot of sense. Seeing movies different times of your life and how they affect yeah. you makes a big difference. And and I don't. know Yeah, maybe you're not. Maybe you're right. It's not about. Being impressionable, or, or but it's just, it just has something to do with uh, where you're at and how it affects you is 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 important. Um, I think they were going for something a little unusual at the end, where it was not so much about solving the crime. Uh, you know, it was about you know what well, was
1: was there was there ever really a crime because she wasn't really kidnapped. I think was, yeah.
0: the crime was the Big Lebowski was. Was trying spamming. was trying to make some money. You know, here he yeah, was. Okay. He was a character that that was considered. You know, the the elite. He was he was making fun of of the dude. He for was the not, establishment. Being, he yeah, he was the establishment. He was making fun of the dude for being unemployed. Are you employed? Um, like, no, you know. But uh, and and in the end, he was just you know getting money from his his uh, right, ex wife. Right. Or you know, and and, and very for, hypocritical. For his, for his, his, deceased wife was she
1: ex-wife yeah deceased, deceased wife? i think deceased, deceased
0: wife you know and he had an allowance or something like that and so and and uh you know so this was a scam that he was putting together to try to get a million bucks and try to a, it that's up, a good point. It on the dude who because he thought the dude was not going to be someone anyone would care
1: about and nobody does <laughs> except I mean really Walter nobody and, you know, and who the fuck is Walter? Nobody cares about Walter either. No, I mean you're right. He, he the the big Lebowski played by uh, David um, Huddleston. Huddleston. Uh, uh, he he definitely represented that big business, that money. Yeah, they tried that, to get that,
0: Marlon Brando for the role.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that would have been. Uh, I don't know about. It. I think he did a good job. Uh, best part of the the whole Big Lebowski scenes was uh, Phil. Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, as uh, Brant is oh my god I know is was... manservant or uh, uh, someone someone described him as Smithers to Mr. Burns in in uh, The Simpsons nice was, nice and I was like oh my god you fucking nailed it that was a human representation of, S- of Smithers and I was like
0: God damn! He that was has great. so many fun reactions, but I think the moment when when uh, you know his bunny says, you know, for, I'll suck your cock for a thousand bucks, and it yeah. cuts, it cuts to uh, uh, to Brant, and he just kind of has this look on his face, and is kind of like,
1: oh my god! Oh, you I, know? Think, <laughs> I think he says something too, is like, oh, there we go, <laughs> like, like, oh my god! The best, okay, so the best part of that is, and this is the one time when I was thinking the dude kind of had it right. He's walking away, and he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna go find a a, a money machine." Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, dude. If you could come with a thousand dollars, you probably would. Okay, well, here's oh, here's oh,
0: something. Oh, the guy—that's that, where the guy is. Uh, Uli is—is is, you know—is—is is passed, passed out, out, out in, and... in the pool on his on his floaty, and and she's like, "Oh, don't worry about him. He's a nihilist." And he's like, "Oh, but that must be exhausting." I love that line. <laughs> it just kind of throws it off, off the cuff. Just that must be exhausting. Okay,
1: so um. <laughs> This might be where I show my, um, my idi- my idiocy, uh, my, uh, ill education. What the fuck is a nihilist exactly? I,
0: like, uh, I... Well, they, they actually call it out. We, you, we believe in nothing. It, you know, it's kind of okay. like, it's kind of like agnostic, I don't know what to believe. Nihilist is, I believe in nothing. okay. Yeah. So, so, so it's so, a
1: religious, religious type thing? Prob,
0: uh, well, I'm not, I didn't get into it that, that much, but it's, yeah, it's this I, I wouldn't say religious because that's kind of the antithesis of religion. Religion is believing in something.
1: Well, agnostic where, is not believing in any god.
0: Right. So I wouldn't call agnosticism
1: a religion, right? Would you? Okay. No, agnostic. I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. So the jokes about nihilists went right over my head. Um, it, th- th- um
0: Maybe it's because I've seen it for you know 25 years many many times and, and so it's it's become a little bit more ingrained because this is the movie that I, I probably got introduced to that word and okay. this is probably the only reason why I know what it means is because they, they <laughs> refer to it many many times you know you know, he even, even Uli says, uh, you know, we are nihilists. We believe in nothing, nothing yeah, Lebowski. Okay. We chop your Johnson off, yeah. you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I got that. I kind of got what their, their belief was. But I was like, am I supposed to know what nihilist means? Is that like, you know, is that, it just didn't hit me as well as I thought. The one uh, thing I did was love something... about the nihilist... So
0: I I was watching you, you talk about people overanalyzing this and, you know, talking <laughs> about some of the, the big sleep and how it was tied to that, which it probably was considering the title and considering they actually said they wanted to make a Raymond Chandler style movie. Um, and um, but uh, people were comp- comparing it to uh, Albert Camus, The, play, the Stranger, the uh, and. Okay. And Albert Camus was an author. Wrote *The Stranger* about you know it's a it's a it's kind of a psychological thriller, written you know back in the early 1900s. Um, actually, I'm not I'm I'm saying that, but I might be completely wrong.
1: It's okay. We do that a lot on this podcast. Yeah,
0: and we always have Bo that can correct us and call us out on that
1: sort of stuff. Uh, and if, but, you, if you can correct us, email us at the.pod... <laughs> I can't even do it. podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Perfect. Go ahead.
0: But, uh, but, you know, we have the character of the stranger in here, so they probably knew what they were talking about, and Camus was notorious for hating people referred to him as a nihilist. You know, cause oh, he, okay. he, and, and he, so this, so this is almost like their nod to, to, uh, to Camus by, by creating nihilists and, and and portraying them in such a ridiculous way.
1: Okay. I, I
0: can see that. <laughs> Which you never, meant, gonna... you did you haven't mentioned. I you, you even said your cocktail might be based on it, but Flea was, was one of the, so, one of the nihilists. All
1: right. So Flea, uh, the bass player from Red Hot Chili Peppers, one of my favorite humans, um, <laughs> definitely my favorite musician musician. Um, I, I, um, I love flea. I think everything he does is incredible. I think he's just an incredible human. Uh, I love his music. Red hot chili peppers are one of my top bands for sure. Um, I think probably in the rock genre, 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 uh, I can say that correctly. I'm three, I'm three drinks deep. So, (laughs) um, anyways, I, I love the red hot chili peppers and seeing him this, uh, is is so awesome and uh i know both of us had watched uh obi-wan <sighs> uh the new star wars release on disney plus and uh we we see flea in that i'm not gonna spoil it for anybody but flea shows up in there and another so kind of trio fan...
0: of, tri- trio of characters right isn't yes okay yeah without any spoilers my yeah, my so... my sigh was i only saw episode one but i was not very impressed so if that's a spoiler
1: oh. No, okay, no, no. Each to each their own. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a break. Okay. Um, I but I, lo- too, so I love the fact that Flea. Now, <laughs> one of the things that I noticed in this, and and I don't, I don't. This is on directing, but this to me, when the the they're playing the German nihilist, right? Very German, very very stereotypical. Like if you went to someone at a frat party, or. Just in a, a, a bunch of people and said, Hey, do your German impression. That's what you would get is what these guys <laughs> did. And it was so it's it's so Saturday Night Live. It's so fucking comedy show well the German accents. And the
0: funniest is the is the log jam and porn movie they do when, when he walks in, he's got the long hair and he's like, you know, he he's saying, I'm gonna fix your plumbing, but he says it you yeah, know, he throws the eins, you know, you No, know, it's got, a
1: cable. It's a cable. It, or the, yeah. It's a cable, but he's got a plumbing uh, tool bag on, right? They're like okay. Dude, you got the wrong tools for cable. You're you're here to fix the fucking sink, not the cable, which is right. another joke in itself.
0: And then they hire someone with a boob job too that walks in and is like, oh, yeah, no, no, a, okay, okay, to...
1: no, that that's actually uh, Asia Carrera, who is an actual porn star, huge porn star at the time, and the only reason I know that's her is because uh, I was watching this on um, Prime Video through my Stars login. And if you hit, they have the x-ray. For some reason, I paused it, uh, not necessarily to see who it was in their (laughs) booth, but it came up up and showed that it was Asia Carrera. And I was like, son of a bitch. She's not even credited on IMDb, but that is her acting next to Bunny in the porn, and she is an actual porn star. Well, and I, like, I, I had no clue, so I, I definitely but learned something new. Now you do. Uh, <laughs> Google Asia Carrera, you're gonna get a ton load of premium fucking porn smut. <laughs> she is uh, top of her game. Yeah. Funny thing is, though, is I did did try and pause it on um, the uh, the other gratuitous boob scene where they're uh, throwing the girl up in the air off of the kind of like parachute. uh, uh, You know, that's right. When they're at the Playboy
0: Mansion with uh, with uh, Treehorn, yeah,
1: yeah. They don't. They don't tell us who that girl is at all. And she has incredible tits. And I was kind of like, "Well, well, who is she? I want to see what else she's doing they
0: tell you who the guy is. Who's got like the sweaty abs? Nope, And, you nope, know, and he's got nope. that look on his face, like, "Oh my God, this is the most nope, wonderful not e- day of my they're, life."
1: They're all. They're all uncredited. They're not even showing up on IMDb. But I was kind of like, uh, "Come on, come <laughs> on, Amazon, hook it up. I need to know." Uh, but yeah, no, I thought that was funny that Asian. I'm Perera sure you can GTS,
0: up. Google that shit. You'll
1: find it. You know, I haven't done that yet, but uh, after after the pod, I might be on it. Uh, just just I know I um I I love the fact that Flea was in this. I think it's funny. I I didn't really know Flea was an actor until. Uh, this last week, essentially, because I saw him in two shows back to back, essentially, in Star Wars uh, Obi-Wan and uh, in uh, The Big Lebowski. Right. But apparently, he's been in a lot of stuff as a as a a, a a minor character. The cool part was if you watch the credits, Flea gets a credit. He's like sixth or seventh build in the credits. Yeah, it's at the beginning, right? Isn't it? Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my god. So. I, I'm I'm going to go on record as saying I think the Coen Brothers are big Red Hot Chili Peppers fans.
0: I which... I, I I would I would buy into that. Yeah, they they do a lot of uh, return casts. It'd be interesting to see if Flea's been in any of the other Coen Brothers movies, because this movie I mean you had Peter Stormare. Did you recognize Uli as he was in um, uh, John Wick Two? He was the He's one of the Russian guys at the beginning okay, of John okay. Wick Two. That yeah yeah yeah. You no, know, he's he's in he's in plenty, but uh, but he's he's probably most famous for the Coen Brothers for from Fargo because he's alongside yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi as the two uh, as the two guys that get hired to kidnap the wife and um you've seen you yeah, you've seen that right that's, yeah yeah that's that's a crazy movie, but
1: that's so I i'm i'm gonna say you're saying he's kind of typecast as a german is that what you're trying to say was he a german in that
0: movie i don't know if he was a german in that movie
1: <laughs> no i i i think may well
0: maybe as far as john wick i've seen him in kind of some
1: yeah three, in john wick i was roles. saying yeah. in john yeah you're right no yeah. yeah no he uh yeah he's actually got a huge huge imd uh list of of Acting, he's been in a lot of stuff. I think he does a lot of little, little minor characters, but yeah, he's got a. I mean, he's probably two, two hundred deep in in credits. So you
0: know, we're. We've been talking about other things while we've been talking about this movie. So I'm going to throw this out there (laughs) because a week and a half ago, I watched probably one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. And that's Better Call Saul Season 6, Episode (laughs) 7, which was the mid-season finale for the final season. They've got six more episodes that start coming out in in mid-July. But this was such a crazy episode. Better Call Saul is, again, a spinoff from Breaking Bad and this has a this series is interesting in how it kind of balances this humor with the the kind of the slapstick humor of the of the crazy lawyer better call Saul with this right. this really heavy horrific drama that's going on with with the drug cartel and all that it's and it balances really really well but so again i think this was one of the best episodes of television i have ever seen and when they finish the movie and they start rolling the credits like on page 3 of the credits first assistant director i'm going to call him out rich rich t Sickler. i went to him and film i went with him in film school and i shot uh, a movie we made a movie together badlands I, I i'd love to get a hold of him because this this guy's he's he's reach out to him reach out to him how i don't know how to <laughs> so just search his name on I, google I've, gts I, i've done that i've done that <laughs> i looked on facebook but man i mean he no no he, no no you got to go google you got to go google no i've done google but but i mean <laughs> he's been in actually a, uh, he he was in um, a few movies that I've seen, he was in Castaway. He had a minor role in Castaway because he was the the first assistant director. But he had a he had a, a he had a line in Castaway where he says, "Let's go, we got to go fishing." You know, he had a line in um, that Sandra Bullock uh, Nicole Kidman movie, Practical Magic, where he's the one that comes in because he's got you know his 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 testicles are burning and he has to he needs some balm or something like that. I
1: hate when that happens. But but
0: I mean, he's actually been. As an assistant director, he gets cast because he's such a great guy. Um, And uh, anyway, he's still making stuff. And just to see him in something that I think is the best hour of television I've ever seen. All right. Shout out to him. Shout out to Better Call Saul. (laughs) That's all.
1: (laughs) Here's the challenge, Steve, is you need to get a hold of him and get him on the podcast.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. You use that... I, if we do, you got to promise me. You got to watch Better Call Saul from the from the get go. Oh, and you uh, <laughs> you get
1: him on there. I will watch. I will binge watch all six seasons to get to episode seven that you just said is the best episode, <laughs> episode on seven TV of
0: season six. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's what, exactly what I said. Uh, another good show that is out there. I don't know if other people are um, the new Star Trek, uh, the, um, new uh, New Horizons. New Horizons. Yeah. Right. It's fucking on Paramount fucking plus, but good. Oh my god, it is it is the best Star Trek show since Next Generation. Is um, it
0: episodic in the sense
1: that yes, each episode yes. is kind of its own story? Fucking 100%. Good, good. The it's... only thing better than the only thing better than this, which uh starts tomorrow, June 2nd, is The Orville. Oh, is that tomorrow? Uh, it starts tomorrow.
0: Shit, how am I gonna get through uh, Daredevil? I'm doing pretty good on Daredevil, but I got <laughs> I still got a lot to watch and I'm gonna wanna watch Orville. Oh
1: I geez. think I think they're only doing one episode at a time with Orville. Uh, okay. I wanna say. Okay. So uh but yeah, or- Orville starts tomorrow. Uh check that out. Uh also check out the new new Star Trek as far as uh, Great T V. Let's get back into the big Lebowski because uh these, i, I these to white finish. Russians are just like Given <laughs> totally taking me hey, in different hey, hey, direction. That's, that's, that's racist. Don't be blaming it on the White Russians. It's, it, it's, it's kind of like
0: the movie The Big Lebowski. It takes so many kind of crazy oh turns. Oh my god! It doesn't really matter what you're talking about. It's all it inspired is. by uh, the dude. You know, it is. and dudeism um, and the doubt <laughs> dude. <laughs>
1: Fuck that religion! I hate it. I, I think it's stupid. I, if you're part of that, um, we could talk because I I think you're following the wrong thing. And I'm not religious at all, but I think I think the dude is not someone to be followed.
0: I think and you, I think it's perfect. I think it's 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 a representation of the absolute absence of anything else to follow that makes sense. No, and so why? He not? was greedy. And he, he was has greedy. Some, huh? Okay.
1: If you look, if you if you actually look deep into it. Everything he does was money based. He was trying to get money, right? First, let's let's start with the carpet, okay? You know, originally,
0: originally, as far as money, I guess in the script, he was supposed to be like he's supposed you know, to be an heir he was, to the Rubik's cube, Rubik's cube, right? And they wrote that they said decided let's just never mention it because you don't really know how the hell does he survive? You know, the guy he's comes living off his,
1: the government. Yeah, he's living off the government. Well, that's anyways. That, okay. All right, let's let's talk about first off. Okay, right, yeah, some guys jump in, fucking give him a swirly. I thought it was funny. He's like, great line. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's down there. Let me look again. You know, (laughs) At least I'm
0: housebroken.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the guy pisses on a carpet. It's like, that's just a little too much. But here's the thing. If anybody's ever owned pets, you know that you can get piss out of a carpet. Maybe not 100% of a fucking tack down carpet but a throw carpet you can clean that shit up. So this whole fucking I had to lose the carpet. Crap, okay. I don't buy. Well, well, he wait just He was lazy. They also
0: established though that that the dude does not have a pet. He makes fun of Walter for bringing in the dog. He's Okay. He he's a, but he's, he's fond of the the marmot. the uh, the uh
1: the fer- And that's the thing. It's not a marmot. To... It's a ferret. It's a it's ferret. A ferret. I, it's I not know. a marmot.
0: I know they, they made... missed
1: no, they, they misnamed all the animals. They misnamed all the animals that it was, was not it a Pekingese. No, there was there's actually re I mean they changed it because Yeah.
0: They, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> they did it on purpose, but it's not a marmot. Here's the funny thing, and this is why it fucking <laughs> drive me nuts with some of the podcasts I listen to. I is people kept referring to it as a marmot, like they didn't fucking know it was a ferret and it was wrong. You know,
0: you know, I gotta say, you like this movie more than I expected. You know, I, I, (laughs) I could tell, I I thought you were going to be like shitting on this thing from, from, from the get go, but you said some good things that makes me excited to talk about it. I don't feel like I'm hitting a brick wall. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're kind of going after the people that have things to say. And that's totally fair. I didn't hate, I did
1: not hate the (laughs) movie. No, 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 that's good. But (laughs) I will not put it on a pedestal. I did not hate it, but I will not put it on a pedestal, (laughs) um, I, I I literally like this could have all been avoided if if the dude would have just got his ass up and cleaned <laughs> like fucking take the carpet out and scrub it, dude. It's just piss. It's, no, but it, it's mostly water, but it's mostly water.
0: But it escalated when they were bowling and Walter started well, talking about it. And it's Walter and, you know, who started all this and, shit. And, and, and by the end, it was like, they peed on my fucking rug. You know? Yeah. And it's all about, well, I got to go to the big Lebowski, the other Lebowski. Yeah. And, and, and then it well, just... Wal-
1: Walter is, Walter was the biggest problem in this. He's like, Oh, that, you know, that you can't stand by and let that happen. what was it? This this will not be accepted whatever his statement that he said now i mean we got in one of the, one of the characters the jesus right by john um Taturo, sure yeah taturo hilarious fucking character like you're like oh my god you're not meant to like this guy at all but he is fucking
0: funny as hell oh, i'm glad you liked him yeah, he, I, I like, most of his scenes. They actually kind of shot with second second crew, you know, where yeah. he just they just asked him to do whatever a whole
1: bunch of stuff. Oh, he <laughs> thought he was going to be a bigger character in this movie so much so that he wrote a second like script to do a a spinoff that the uh, the Coen Brothers wrote like like yeah, you you go do you, bro, yeah, uh, which apparently he did and is bombed on. That was on, just um, that was
0: just two, 2020 I think that was just a couple of yeah. years ago. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I think he, the, Coens, the Coens knew that it's like, yeah, this is going to be your own it, uh, bonfire. It's a funny to-
1: character, but it's also, like, it's funny in the small instances that it happens. Now, I love the actor. I love – he he's um, one of the f- best parts of Transformers for me. Okay? Now, <laughs> yes, I, I – okay. and I say this – tongue-in-cheek in a little bit because he's also one of the worst parts of Transformers, but a, something about him in Transformers makes me laugh.
0: Well, he's the comic relief. No, I, I get that, yeah. But, and I, I, but that's you, not a role that I associate with John Turturro. You know, maybe, you know, for me, uh, I I was imprinted Bart with Barton Fink. Fink. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's such a a crazy, weird movie. It was almost like their homage to David Lynch's Eraserhead. You know, and... and True. What a, what a, I, you probably haven't seen it because it
1: makes no Barton sense, Fink, but, but it's I one think of those. I saw, I saw Barton think way, I think he, I saw when it came out and I didn't get it. I didn't yeah. get it at all. No, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's weird. And you know, it, it, it it was before seven came out and it was the one that you know where you got what's in the box and you know what's in the box yeah you know you don't even have to open it like they did in seven and here it's just like right it's you know <laughs> okay
1: um well but he was also in the latest batman that's true and yeah. and immediately when it comes up though i think transformers he is always going to be the guy from transformers for me and i don't know why but so everything that happens with him i I just i always go back to that and it's kind of funny
0: and that just that just elevates your comment about imprinting because it's so true with oh for
1: sure it's barton fink
0: you know that he that he when i see him so yeah go ahead
1: yeah, so I I, I like the character. He laugh, He made me laugh. There was just what, he was so ridiculous, over the top. What do you
0: think the fact the fact that they played him off as a as a, as a pedophile, or a pedophile, a as a, a pederast, or one you know one that exposed himself <laughs> a to, a, But there's the there's the moment. Ooh,
1: an eight year old
0: Donnie, they, they, an eight year old. It's that he walks up to the guy, you know, at the house. And the, and you know, it's this, it's this kind of this big guy that just opens the door and looks at him. And it, all they do is show his expression, looking up at the guy going, oh shit. And you know, he's got to tell him, he's got to explain to him that he exposed himself to a minor and you no, know, but they cut right there. That's it. it. I think it, it added so context. that bizarre. Like, what I know, is. but what the fuck sort of context is that? It just, it's not something that you're it's used the to context of this movie. Yeah. None of it makes sense. You know, I mean, none of none you know, of it I found makes out really I found sense. out that in the Big Sleep, uh, pornographers are a part of the Big Sleep, and I haven't seen the movie and I haven't read the book, so so I'm uh, I'm not quite sure. But I was <laughs> I was surprised that oh my gosh, the Jackie Treehorn, you know, and and you know, his pornography was tied to the the Raymond Chandler book, you know, or the or the movie. That makes sense. I think it was probably the book because I think they toned down the movie.
1: Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they they do a lot. They do a lot with these characters, give them backstory, but they also drop it at the right time yeah. to make you go, what the fuck? And they do it with all <laughs> <Right>. of them. <laughs> Just... There's like, here's enough. To make you think, what the hell's going on? And give me a little more, but no, no, we're gonna stop it right here. And I think that's that's exactly what it was with that character. Well, but he's I all, think he he's was all, the
0: only one that actually did a flashback, wasn't wasn't it? I don't think they did. A I flashback. think so.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so. But they talked but I, well, about okay. Donnie
0: being a pacifist, and you know. Okay,
1: but- well, but, but let's talk about that. So this is an interesting part of that, and and someone talked about this, the whole uh, pedophile, and how they didn't care for that, and in in, in in a podcast and they were like why did that have to be even part of it and i was like well personally when i saw that it is walter talking about him and then they do the flashback so it's not necessarily what really happened it is walter's story of what happened per a flashback totally fair you know what i mean sure sure and so and that's to me it's like well how do we know he's really a pedophile? Maybe it's just Walter making up some bullshit about him because he doesn't like him. We don't, we don't, I mean, yes, he 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 has this uh, over-the-top personality and stuff like that, but that doesn't necessarily mean he is what he is. Walter could be saying some complete bullshit, and that's not even true, but the flashback we get is Walter's narration of what happened and then, then given a visual to it.
0: And At the same time, the... Does it really matter? I mean, they're just trying to make a point that someone is, you know, they they're this certain way because of, you know, something ridiculous in their past may have shaped them, and, and yeah. drawing kind of this counterbalance to what that could be, and so, whether it's real or not, it's it's interesting to kind of realize that where someone who someone is may be completely
1: different oh, than what we. I I got, we, I got we, this. I got this one hundred percent. This is okay. this is what came to me. Walter is a bully. Walter puffs up and acts like a badass and acts like a fucking maniac and everybody (laughs) cowers to him, right? Yeah. Except for Jesus. Jesus doesn't give a fuck what Walter says and he goes, fuck you, I'm gonna say my shit. Now, Walter has to make a story to make him feel like he's better than him, right? So maybe it is Walter just making up some bullshit. Because Jesus stands up to him and says, "You pull out that fucking gun, I'm gonna take it from you and stick it up your ass." And go click. And, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, and and so this is this is a this is a perfect example of of bullies in in real life that they bully people most of the time that don't stand up to them. Well, and,
0: someone... and Walter is a good example of cultural. What do they call it? Reappropriation, where where because he becomes he's like a. He he has become a Jewish person. He's honoring. Oh my God! And and, and so that's what Shabbos. that's what Jesus is calling him out on is the fact that he's yeah. he's you know he, the whole reason why they had to reschedule their 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 uh, final on on it's Saturday Shabbos because of Shabbos and here he is on Saturday because. The the dude was able to convince him to come out and drive on yeah. the Shabbos.
1: And That's what I mean like, is let's go bull, dude. <laughs> yeah, Walter was full of shit through this whole thing. And 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 if you look, deep I can into get you it, a tow
0: by three o'clock.
1: <laughs> he's that he's that guy that you know he he likes to be the big man. He likes to be in charge. And trust me, I understand this because I I is as, as sad as it is to say I suffer from some of that myself, where I I puff up a little bit to, to be that intimidation guy. And, and sometimes when people call, you're like, Oh fuck, let me, let me uh, deflate this a little bit. Cause Oh shit. And I think that's what Jesus did. And so where we get that flashback, I don't know if it's realistic or if it's just Walter trying to portray him as a worse person than, than.
0: And, and it could be the Coen brothers just playing with religion and blasphemy, this idea that they're <laughs> calling out a character as the Jesus, you know, in a in a Oh my movie, god I didn't think about you know, that. And 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 here they give him this this background of of you know exposing himself. I mean we don't know the context of the exposure or what that is or even <laughs> or even if it's real like you like you suggest. But still what blasphemy to create a character and and um and and even the dude you know has got his you know got his uh hands outstretched when he's trying to you know you never see him bowl, but but before he right? before he's about to bowl, he's like stretching his hands out like he's like he's yeah. like he's <laughs> on spread the out on the cross. You know, so there is uh, a, there there is a basis for the fact that this has turned into a religion.
1: <laughs> so here here's a funny thing that uh, so when he goes the, there's that scene where he goes door to door and has to tell a story. Apparently he has a fucking and I didn't see it and I didn't go back to look for it. I just read this recently. He has a big ass bulge in his pants. As they did with a bag of rice. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I was just like, okay, who, who who decided like, hey, let's give this guy a big ass fucking pecker for this? I thing. I
0: bet that that was something that was decided for the bowling alley, and they probably just carried it out to to. His, I just thought his it was funny
1: because, <laughs> because, because he's wearing like,
0: those tight ass purple pants, you know? Right? And then he's like, oh my like, god, wait,
1: you wait, know, wait. he's he's he's
0: they're doing the the, the bowling. So wait, bowls. wait,
1: what? You've seen Despicable Me, right? I saw the first one, so the 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 main bad guy, right? And he's got his orange jumpsuit, and he's Carrel. wearing that. Yeah, the the uh, the uh, oh god, I can't think of his name, but him in that orange jumpsuit, and then they jump to him in the purple jumpsuit. That's all I could think of. I was like, oh my god, it, you always got a bad guy, and he's always wearing a fucking full length fucking colored jumpsuit. <laughs> wait, wait. So you <laughs> so thought of you thought of the big. I, love- I thought. No, mm-hmm. I thought of, 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 of the... Oh, that, you thought uh, of, of Despicable
0: Me? Despicable De Me. Here. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, the, the, oh, God, I can't think of his name, but he's the one that had the, like, the shark. I'm yeah, sorry. He's no, like, dog, down. dog is going a little crazy. Oh, wife must be home. I don't know. That, he
0: no, he doesn't usually bark like this when the wife's
1: home. It's probably he, someone... You know what it is? Up. He's, uh, he's upset because we're talking about Jesus. <laughs> he, he, he likes the Jesus character. Uh Evan, settle. Um... I you know there's not a lot of other characters in this that really stood out to me. I mean we we've, we've hit the majority of them. Uh the story is very all over the place um We haven't talked a...
0: about we haven't talked about the stranger. Well,
1: we kind of did in the beginning because you talked about your drink.
0: That's true. Hey, let me pause it. Let me just see what what's up with him real quick. All right. Hang on. Oh, good timing. Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a it was a big dog. He doesn't usually bark at little dogs, but big dog walking across the street with someone with a little <laughs> child r- riding a bike so but i
1: i caught He was warning it. you. He was warning you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh yeah, well, all right, um, we're back.
0: Yeah, no, we're back. Yeah.
1: We're 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 back. <laughs> um so yeah, I, this the story was kind of a little bit all over the place and that's one of the things a, a lot of Whoa. people agreed upon and I think the the directors were also saying that like this this wasn't necessarily like a a point a to point B kind of story. It's kind of just what was going on. So I want to talk a little bit about the stranger. Just, just, you
0: know, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. I mentioned him in my drink, but, uh, but it, it's, it's interesting yep. that, that they, well, you know, I, th- I think this was trying to enforce their, their kind of film noir genre where you typically have a narrator. Oh my God. There he goes again. <laughs>
1: Well, Sam Elliott did an incredible job. Yeah, they cast him as
0: as Sam Elliott, which we talked about last last week in Roadhouse. How he typically I, plays Sam Elliott. I don't think he has. I think
1: role. his mustache should get a separate billing. <laughs> I really do. Uh, <laughs> he was, he is the perfect cowboy. Right. Yes, he is. He, 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 he is.
0: Um, and, and he's the one I that loved, called out. You know, I wish he just wouldn't use so many cuss words. Or oh swear my god! Words right?
1: And then, <laughs> and, 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 and then, uh, you know, the dude looks at him like, "What?" Like he what didn't the fuck realize are you he, about. I think he even says, yeah. That. "Yeah." It's like, "Wow, my god!" And he's he's not wrong. I mean, literally, there is there's so many f bombs in this movie. It's ridiculous. This this is a uh, movie that that
0: you know there are certain people, namely my mother in law, that I don't think would enjoy it out of the gate because of the language, you know, and there's,
1: there's some, dude, my mother-in-law is right there with you. Yeah. Right there with you. I don't <laughs> think she would. Uh, I didn't even watch this with my wife cause I'm not sure she would have got it. Uh, she's very particular about movies. She'll watch with me. Not I not... did. So we watched it again a couple nights ago and, and your and wife is a little different than mine though. She, she likes <laughs> this movie. She thinks it's, it's hilarious. So no, no, my wife, she'll watch movies with me. Um, she won't re-watch stuff with me but she will watch stuff with me uh, she's very particular like that she she doesn't care to to re-ingest movies and this is one of those ones where I think you almost have to see it a minimum of twice to kind of pick up on stuff because the first time you're kind of like what the fuck is really going on <laughs> this is a little bit ridiculous and then the second time you start reading into some of the stuff, and you go, "Okay, okay, I see." And this is why I think the the cult status of this is where it is, is because so many people have watched it so many times that it is at a different level, um, that people start reading stuff into it. And this is where I have also have a problem with it. Is like, and this is this is not only this movie, this is other movies where people read stuff into it from their own interpretation, and and. State it to gospel. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this is what it means. It's like, well, that's what it means to you, but that's not what it means to me, so shut your fucking pie hole because that's not exactly what it is.
0: I get I get I get where they're coming from sometimes from the standpoint of if something's well written enough, there's a consistency to the vision enough to where People can start associating things that are totally not what the screen yeah. playwriters were 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 thinking about. But the fact that there is such there there is such a thoughtful process of how it was written that that it allows for that sort of stuff. And I think right, I think this is a script that was thoughtful enough to where what is being said has sense to it. And so even if it's in a nonsensical way, it there yeah. it's grounded in a certain. Uh, Uh, absurd reality to where people can, can point to it and say that reminds me of this or that reminds me of that. And then they start bringing their own thoughts into it that that (laughs) resonate because of the fact that it's consistent within its own reality.
1: Well, but I mean, to me, it's, it's more the like, uh, it's when you start stating your interpretation of it as the final interpretation of it instead of like this is what I saw and, and this is what I saw a lot of people or heard a lot of people talking about. You know taking their take as the final take and uh, everybody must take it as that.
0: I, I, I was listening, the one that I listened to about Camus uh, Albert Camus, The Stranger. He was going on, and in the end, in the end, he was like, he's like, and this is what I think the movie is really about, and stuff like that. And then, and then there was a pause, and he finally says, or at least what I think, you know, I could be wrong. Exactly. <laughs> and and, and I think, Oh my God, that's it. And sometimes I think that's that's almost. Assumed unless someone's just that full of themselves, and and it, I think we're 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 fair to be annoyed at people that are so full of themselves that they think what well, what their interpretation is reality, you, you know, to that extreme. That's our times. Is, is, that, that's the annoying.
1: times we're in right now. That's the times we're in right now, where you see. Uh, I mean, I I blame um, a lot of uh, social media for that, where a lot of people, and it and this has to do with because it's there there is no conversations it's you put out your product and people view it with without a conversation so this is oh shit. you know what i mean i, I went on no back Reddit. and forth
0: i i did a search <laughs> i did a search uh, about uh you know trying to find people that didn't like this movie because i was interested in their in their perspective right yeah exactly because i think i was i i wanted to kind of figure out a way of talking about it that didn't you know that wasn't yeah wasn't in a way going to be like you know this 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 trolling of of you and me where we just <laughs> kind of got at each other cases and i found a reddit uh uh conversation and that was exactly it it was someone that posted on reddit that said you know i didn't like this movie what the what the fuck and you know what is it all about and i was i was reading it and it was just all this kind of back and forth trolling, which was so obnoxious. yeah, And it was like, this is, this is toxic. Just reading this yeah. stuff. It's like there, there, well, that, that's, sure. yeah. that's social
1: media for sure. Yeah. Social media for sure. Where if you have a conversation like we're doing right now, it's not a trolling. It's like, this is what I think. And you have a chance to respond to what you feel to not only what I think, but your point of view. And I get a chance to think about that and go, okay, this is my response to that, where when you, when you just type up your response or you type up or you, you put out your initial feelings, you're not looking at or taking any account into it. It just becomes a pissing contest, and that's what social media has become with a lot of these things. And I, 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 I know I say I don't care for this movie, um, which isn't 100% true, because I do think it is worth watching.
0: Well, I mean, it's kind of like we go back to Roadhouse last week. I I, did, <laughs> I didn't care for that movie, but I, I I I tried to find angles that were that made it valuable in a sense that because you know I didn't want you yeah. to hate me because you you you.
1: I, I would never hate you uh for not liking a ro- uh, roadhouse you, you did uh,
0: say that uh, you know that you did you, you would not like people that didn't care for this movie i
1: would i would i would i would consider them like less intelligent or you know uh n- but no i mean i think my but dog that was, is that calling, was...
0: calling us both out on our on our on our trolling so yeah, <laughs> he's going crazy
1: but here's, here's the thing is, is I talked about this earlier. I think it, it really goes back to that imprinting. And that is something that's new I, into my mind. And, and um, I think that,
0: I think that's great. And it, I, I'm kind of jealous that you're the one that brought that up because that would have been, <laughs> that would have been a good angle for me to start on just to, to kind of, but I, I think it's better that you brought it up because you didn't, you didn't care for this and it, it validates that from a, from a understandable point of view you know
1: well it it made me it made me really understand a lot of the podcasts i listened to that were people that were in their early 20s when they first watched this or like in in grad school or in, in college just starting to smoke pot really getting into that and kind of really diving into that oh my god this is this this guy is the messiah and i was like no <laughs> but it's no, also you're... it
0: also validates the mentality of get off my fucking lawn you know you kid get <laughs> out of here because i mean you've gotten to a stage in your life that you know, you're not going to you're not going to be swayed by this youth culture that has, you know, the, you know, their newest newest thing that they're they're sharing. Yeah. It's like, get off. Get the fuck off my lawn. I don't care. Right, right, <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. It's it's the TikTok nation where it's like, uh, quit. Fuck. I'm not going to lie. I was walking back from the <laughs> store today and there's a girl filming. Uh, oh. I could tell I could tell she was filming herself and she stops when I'm close to her and starts walking. Hang on. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I,
0: I had to close the drapes. The drapes were open, and he was witnessing, uh, you know, this dog yeah. back and forth and back and forth, and he was just going nuts.
1: But yeah, yeah, uh, you, you you can't control Ivan. You can, you can you can put a leash on him, but you can't control him. <laughs> but
0: I closed the drapes. Now he's. Now I think I think we're gonna be okay. So
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I was saying that uh, I was walking home from uh, the store today during my break, and uh, there was a I I I witnessed a girl doing some TikTok videos. I'm sure, and as I got closer, she stopped and she walked by me and I could hear her say, I just, I just can't get these filmed and stuff like that. And, and we smiled at each other and went on. And and it was just like, in my mind, I was going, what in the fuck? Like literally. And then later when I drove home about an hour and a half later, she was back at the same spot trying to film, uh, her little TikTok video. And I was just like, uh, okay, I don't get it. but it is different generations. Um, you know, we talk about that impression for, for movies roadhouse impressed you know impressed well, yeah but keep in mind
0: here we are every wednesday doing our podcast it's, <laughs> a, it's a big deal and i and I, i'm not trying to compare it but but actually i am trying to compare it i mean it's okay. we're we we get some release out of this, you know. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's, for it's sure. cathartic. It's 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 not that we're out for the for the uh, likes and subscribes. Uh, God bless Bo for always promoting us, but <laughs> but uh, but I, um, but but we're in it for for this ability to express ourselves, yes. and yes. and that might be what these people are on TikTok oh, doing it, in just kind of a different in a different world, you
1: know. It is, it is a hundred percent, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I, I really
0: appreciate that we get to do this together, you know, and, sure. and you're right. We are kind of the Walter. I I don't want to call myself the dude, but, but I mean, we, <laughs> we are kind of the, 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 oh. we, we have opposites, but, but it, it works. You know, we, we, it, it's interesting to, to communicate with you because, because it, it gives me the opportunity to try to express myself and convince you or you just just enunciate what i'm trying to to share and i think you do the same so
1: i, I agree we we are <laughs> def uh we definitely get this well i mean we used to do this with our uh our, just our talking back and forth like when we had we called them friday nights right we, right. we and it, it literally would would be us drinking to a a point of uh just talking about everything and uh and we would get going on stuff and and people I, I remember back in the day i mean this was in the the early aughts probably someone someone mentioned like you you guys should be doing a podcast 10 years before we ever thought about it for sure and it was like you know but that was, that's no, that's
0: probably when the seed was planted it started to grow in your brain it was oh. it
1: was it was and uh you know you you talked about walter and the dude no i think we're more like uh I, I see us more as the old guys in the Muppets, uh, uh, Walter and Daldorf, I think. You know, right. up in the balcony right. talking shit. <gasps> <laughs> That's right. of, of What we're watching. Uh, you are definitely more. Uh, you know, I, I. You. You lean more in a. In a um,
0: From a political uh, standpoint, I'm more left. You're more right. If you want to get. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Basic. I was. Yeah.
1: I was. I was thinking more of like an artistic. You know, I, I, w- I was taking it out of the politics. I was going, you you look at movies more artistic and shows more artistic in acting and story, where I look more popcorn-y, action. Um...
0: Yeah, but it's important to know that that doesn't negate our point of view. I think it, it's, right. it's... it's Right. And I well, think that's... we both respect each other's point of view regardless yeah. of, you know, whether or not, you know, I went well, that's to why I school said you... and
1: you didn't. You know. <laughs> 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 you, you, you just threw that in there. I just didn't even go to school. Uh, no, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm actually one class away from my associate's degree. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Uh, nice. Uh, and I'm signed. I'm, I'm signed up for that. So hopefully this fall I will get that done. And then all I have to do, I have to, I think I have to do a math test. But uh, uh, that might be all. So. That that'd be nice. Nice. Um, luckily I have I have a job where my company actually pays for my college, so I think that's really cool. I, I gotta shout that out and Do you and do you enjoy
0: uh, the classes? Do you enjoy the
1: learning? You know, oh my god. So here's the one thing about going to school as an old person that I think is fucking fabulous is Looking around and realizing that this shit isn't as fucking hard and isn't as crazy as is as you think of it as a kid (laughs) and and being able to to be in that mindset. One of my one of my favorite stories from going to uh, the junior college uh, as a uh, an elderly person. And I'll say that as I was over 45 at the time. I was in an (laughs) English class and I was in there with uh, a lot of very young kids like they were early into their college career. I, I think I was probably 20, 25 years over age, you know, over most of the people in that class, other than teacher who was older than me uh, and dirt. But <laughs> anyways, uh, it was around Halloween, and I had bought some Halloween candy. And uh, it was before class started. It was like 10 minutes before class. There was a bunch of us in there, and we were talking and stuff. And I pulled out this bag of Twix, and I, and I grabbed two out of it, and I uh, and, uh, offered them to a bunch of people. And one of the guys, I think he was still in high school. He was, he was taking a college class while he was still in high school, which is fucking crazy to me. I was like, man, I wasn't thinking anything college and when I was in high school. But he's like, how can you do that? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, like how can you just offer your candy to anybody? And I was like, because I got a fucking real job and I can buy this shit. It's like two bucks, man. And it made me think, like, oh my God, like this kid literally probably is like thinking, you know, paycheck to paycheck back, you know, where, like, you have enough money to buy Taco Bell for lunch, and that's it for the day, and I just, it f- just floored me, and, uh, I was like, oh my god, that's, I'm like, dude, here, I, I literally gave the kid the rest of the bag, I was like, this, this doesn't mean anything to me, I I can give this to you, and I'm happy to do it, and, uh, one of the other cool parts about that was that same kid had wrote a story, um, We had to write stories, I can't remember what it was about, but he wrote a story where he described the classroom as a bird watcher, and he was looking at the other students in the class as different birds, and he described the different uh, students as birds, and and I was one of the students, and I was a majestic old bird, like, I can't remember what he said, but, you know... (laughs) He definitely said old which I was like whatever dude I, I mean I got gray, I got gray hair I got gray beard it's not, it doesn't bug me. You but got he, hair?
0: Was, Wait, what? No, oh, okay, sorry.
1: I had hair. If I grow it I have it hair. <laughs> <laughs> I shave on purpose damn it it's not I'm bald by choice. Um but it was one of those things is like he literally was like, you know, it was like that respect of the old person, you know where you don't see that a lot in 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 common interactions to me I feel like like compared to when we were kids you know 80 years ago Uh, (laughs) I I was just it was really cool and that was one of the things I really enjoyed about being an older person in in school is that you kind of see that a a little bit I I definitely
0: think there's a difference between coming to college from from your upbringing and and suddenly taking it on it becomes a little bit overwhelming uh, the responsibility as opposed to coming at it after you've kind of established yourself, you've got a job, you understand what the day-to-day routine is about. Right. 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 Go back to college and it's like, well, this is pretty straightforward. Um, and I, I don't know if I, you know, I went, I went to, I went to college, I went to San Diego state university and got a bachelor's degree in film. And then, you know, ended up working at Blockbuster as a manager, you know, that's, that's where I took my film career. But then that
1: is like the pinnacle of graduating (laughs) where you did.
0: But then I, I went back to school when I, you know, right around my late twenties and went into kind of a trade school and learned, you know, it work and got my associates in, you know, networking, IT networking. And it was a breeze, but I was, I was so much more focused and I don't know if it was the fact that it was a a trade school and everyone was kind of on the real
1: life experience on the real life
0: experience. you know, Everyone was kind of driving you to graduate and learn and do what you could with it. Or if it was, if it was just, I was more mature and, and, and took it seriously. I I don't know. Part of me thinks that it was a little bit easier because, because of it was set up to, to kind of take my money and, and teach me things. I, I, fortunately I turned it into something successful, but
1: yeah, no, I, I think a lot of it has to do with with uh, what we call growing up, right? I mean, I I did a year of uh, J C right out of high school, which was a fucking joke. Um, mm-hmm. I really don't. I mean, I remember dropping in class because I decided to stop and have breakfast one morning, and and I just never went back to class. So uh, there's a there's a part about growing up. I went into the military after that, and and did you know five and a half six years, uh, and then got out, and then ended up going into the career I'm in now but uh, going back to school afterwards with a lot of real world experience and just knowing what what life is really about is a huge difference compared to going as a kid right out of high school um, i I almost think that I you know I know it will never happen but it's almost like people should go live for a couple of years before they go to school I don't I don't think a lot of kids coming out of high school really are ready for it like in, Do you in think real that world,
0: opportunity yeah. is 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 legitimately available? Uh, what 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 does that mean these days? Does that mean like here, here's here's five thousand bucks, go travel. I'll see you in a year. I,
1: I don't um, I don't think I don't, I don't think that's the thing. Um, so one of the, one and this comes from my perspective specifically is uh, there's a lot of other countries that have uh, um, requirements for military service. One to yeah. I think it's two years and kind of things like that. Like, um, shit! I know, it would help I the
0: gun gun control issue. You know, <laughs> I mean, if if, if that was if that was the case, it would you know, that that's one of the struggles right now. With you know, we we have the 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 recent shooting the and and right. and certainly that's on a lot of people's minds. And if you had a military requirement, then it wouldn't be such a long. It it, it would be okay to say an eighteen year old can get. An ar-15 or something well, like that uh, there's, just, there's there's because, a
1: difference in that too there's a difference in that i know that they say that uh yeah we give a we give a a, a military style weapon to a 18 year old in the army the difference is though they're in controlled situations where they're well, at ranges or they're that's, in what, I combat training. that's what i mean that's
0: what i mean i mean to yeah, validate there's, there's, to give them yeah. to, to, if you make it a mandatory thing for for kids when they're that age, then yeah. when when it comes time for them to get these weapons, they've been trained on them. That
1: yeah, uh, I don't know if everybody could do military training, but I think it it, it would help. Um, you know, I don't I don't think the states could make that work. Just but it makes sense that, to say
0: that if you've had military training, you're able to get a weapon. Whereas well, it doesn't, have not. Have mil- it doesn't
1: even have to be It doesn't even have to military. I think it, it should be like a uh, a service requirement. So it could be military. It could be uh, civil service it could be you know you know maybe you you spend uh, your first year out of high school uh feeding homeless you know uh learning real world worlds you know and then and they, then this helps pay they, for call college. It,
0: they, they call it a walkabout in australia i think this this idea or, but it's or not like it's even, not even in european countries i think it's like a year after high school uh, yeah uh, you, you you take a year off and you just go find yourself and it, it's kind of
1: it, it, it sounds- the, difference is, the difference is as though it's not just go out and be free and fucking do whatever. It's literally like pay pay the world back. You know, it's, it's literally like give some service back to the community, give some service back to the states, give some service back to the country. Now, it doesn't have to be military service. That could be one of them. It could be civil service. It could be humanitarian service. It could be, you know... Uh, building houses for homeless—it's whatever it is. I think I think um, what it is is it takes the selfishness out of the current current livelihood of people and where they look and go. Okay, I'm not here just to serve myself. I'm here to also serve my community. And uh, it it would help. And yes, uh, I agree on the gun the gun point. You know, we there's there's a lot of stuff going on right now about the the gun laws and and how do we control this and it'll you know, fade. Uh, people will forget about it. <laughs> No, no. Well, here's the thing is 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 what we need to talk about. It, they need to have conversations where we have the left that are like, "Oh, fucking ban all guns, take them away from everybody." And you got the right go, "No, second amendment." No, what we need to do is have a conversation and get get realistic uh real smart gun laws where it's like, you know, maybe maybe it is, you know, like I know California has a 21-year-old uh, you know, you you can't buy guns until you're 21 regardless. Now maybe maybe that's the key. You know, maybe it's, it's I, yeah. It's, this is this it, is
0: a, this is a fact. This is a situation where I don't think the the left is is to blame. I don't think I don't the people on the left are saying ban all guns. I, I've never heard that from. It, oh, I you I heard it from our fucking president right now. Ban all guns. Yeah. OK, he, well, he is he, definitely
1: on that. He is definitely on that. I I, do, I
0: think I think sensible gun laws typical is is right. More predictable. That's, well, that's the where we got to get. And, and that's and, where we got to get. And maybe that's what the right is afraid of. But let's go back to the Big Lebowski. And I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious. Good what talk. do you think? What do you think Donnie's backstory is? Because he's got you know, he's a pacifist. Oh, no. Do you think he is just someone who hasn't lived much? And so he's just afraid of life. And
1: no, do you no. Think OK, Here. Yeah. Here, here's what I got from Donnie. Donnie was a smart kid in high school, but he was small. So he latched on to the local bully as his his um his his latch on. You know, I always think of the 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 Warner Brothers cartoon where you got Spike, right? The big bulldog who's walking down the street and he's got his little chihuahua that's bouncing around and what are we going to do today, Spike? What are we going to do today? And he's like, "Shut up." And he smacks him and he goes flying into the fence and the guy shakes it off and he comes back. That's Donnie. Donnie, he he takes the beating because he wants to hang out with the big dog. And that was, uh, you know, that was, uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name now? Steve Buscemi. Um, Donnie, what? Uh, well, no, Donnie was Buscemi, but no, no. Um, Walter. Uh, Walter. So that, Walter is the, the bulldog in this. And so he wants to still be part of that. And Walter still shows some affection for him. And it's one of those is like, I w- it, it's kind of how you treat your little brother. I will pick up my little brother all day and I will smack him around and I'll treat him like shit. But nobody else in the world will be allowed to treat him like shit because if they do I will jump down their throat and tuck and tear out their heart. And that was what Walter was to to Donnie is he treats him like shit up and down, but if anybody else does anything or like you said when he dropped with his heart attack, he was the first to pick him up and and treat him like oh my god, he's gold and I need to save him. And it's it's one of those it, it's one of those shitty things that we have in this world where it's like why can't you just treat that person with the love that you really feel about them? You have to hide it behind this, this machismo of, of picking on them. And I know this because I did this to some of my friends, essentially, in high school. And when I look back on it, I was like, I was that motherfucker. And it's, it's like, I picked on. No, granted, I also had my friends that I, I didn't treat that way. But I did have some friends that I picked on and I picked on and picked on. But I didn't allow anybody else to pick on.
0: Yeah, when they dropped, you were there for them.
1: Oh, for sure. My my buddy Pete, uh, uh, he was um, he was Mexican. Um, I loved him to death. He was one of those guys that probably saved me when I was in high school because uh, at the time I lived by myself and didn't have a lot of food. And we would go over to his house right after school, and his mom would feed us like like we were fucking starving orphans. And we would eat, and then we'd go into his room. He had t- uh, two twin beds on the side of, on each side of the room, and we would fucking take a nap. And it was just one of those that was just became a daily thing. And I would pick on him relentlessly. Uh, we called him Gandhi because I just he looked like that. And I mean, there was one time we kidnapped him. We literally pulled up to his house. We came up, knocked on his door, and he opened the door. He didn't even have shoes on. We're like, dude, we're going to play basketball. He's like, I can't. We grabbed him, threw him in the back of the back uh, truck, and drove off and went and played basketball. We had a pair of shoes for him. Picked on him relentlessly. But if anybody else said anything about about Pete. I literally would go nuts and tear their fucking head off. And it was one of those things is like I said I love this kid so much that I I treated him so badly but if anybody else did I I annihilated him. And and this is what I saw with Walter and Donnie. And so maybe that's why I I resonated with Donnie so much in the fact that I was like okay, I understand where this kid this kid is coming from. Donnie as an adult is a kid to me. Is like i get it he's he's hanging out with walter because walter is that guy that even though he treats him so badly he has his back 100 percent and so uh i don't know if that's what it was but that's where i saw i saw that relationship
0: well i gotta say hearing you talk and referring to looney tunes and spike and, and
1: <laughs> i got i got goosebumps thinking about that
0: and i totally agree that's the kind of person you are And I love how you're reading into that, even with this movie, because I think I think there are parts of Walter that you understand as even though he's he is he is someone that that is so annoying and so hateable. But but the fact that you you want to protect Donnie, I mean, that that's a big deal and that's who you are. And I think that's a perfect way of kind of wrapping up this podcast at over two hours. I I agree. So Um I mean there's there's a lot of religious stuff we could go into with this this movie. I
1: I I think it's got so much rewatchability. I um, I'm curious. Uh, I w- I will I will rewatch this again just to see. I kind of want to I kind of want to drag my wife into watching this just to see what she thinks and 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 just cuz she always has different takes than I always expect because she comes at it from a different angle. Um and just to see what I pick up again, because I, I, I did watch this and it was, it wasn't a sit down watch a hundred percent right away. It was kind of like 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, 20 minutes on both watches. So it is what it was. I will watch re-watch this again because I've heard that's what it takes because it is so convoluted in its story <laughs> and meaning. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think this, this has some merit, uh, you know, this is this is in. Uh, I think it's right now it's IMDb's top 200 movies of all time. I could I could kind of see that, and I could also kind of not see. I that. I think it's so. fair to
0: consider this a unique movie. Oh, uh, well, for so, sure, and, and 100%. I, think it, I think it gets elevated because it's it's something that you. You can't kind of compare. There aren't many movies to try to compare it to and say, no, this is something that is fits into this genre. It's, you know, <laughs> some people say it's a you know, it's a, a, a drug crime caper, you know, and, and I don't. Think yeah. And, I, and that's what I was afraid you were to come at it from the Seth Rogen uh, idea <laughs> of, you know, the Pineapple Express, you know, drug. No, this is d- so much induced. better than that. OK, I, I think that's great. I
1: think it's great. Yeah, no, no. This this kicks the shit out of anything Seth Rogen's ever done.
0: <laughs> and I I was uh,
1: I was happy to hear that you're not you
0: know, shit. None
1: no, 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 either. You know. No, <laughs> R- literally the the main person I have a problem with is Seth Rogen. I yeah. don't really have any other main actors that I really just. Well, he and
0: in. he's kind of he kind of plays that same character in a lot of his movies. Oh, he's
1: a shit bag. Kind of like he's the a- Ryan
0: Reynolds. He he. And and <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and I, I bring up Ryan Reynolds in, in kind of the ironically, I really enjoy his character. He's kind of fallen into right at the same time but he's also it's, getting
1: old it's getting it's, old It's I fair agree to
0: point out that it, it's become a old stick. Yeah. yeah
1: awesome well I agree with you <laughs> this is a good time to wrap it up we we've tackled everything we can talk about I mean we will always can talk more but uh we can always we, keep drinking
0: tack- too yeah
1: yeah no <laughs> the white Russians um, keep flowing <laughs> cool fact he only drinks seven total or a total of seven white Russians throughout the movie so uh which was interesting but i you know and people are like oh my god that's so much and i'm like this movie is over like several days so that's really not a lot (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i've done that shit in a night settle down uh no but it is i love the fact that it has a specific drink It, it it it's become anonymous with it um great actors throughout i mean this has got a cast of fucking just phenomenal um it's got a cult status uh, as big as uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, for right. sure. Yeah. Right, conventions. It's got its own fucking religion, which I... Like
0: Spinal I Tap, know. too, which I hear they're doing another Spinal oh,
1: Tap. Oh, no, no. They're going to take it to 12. I hope not, <laughs> yeah. But I, I heard they are. <laughs> Interesting. We'll see how that comes out. Uh, but yeah, it, it is very good. I'm glad we watched it. I'm glad I finally got to see this. I and, am too. Uh, I am too. Thank and you. we podcast it. <laughs> Join us again next week when we are back with MCU and we're tackling season three of Daredevil now on Disney Plus. Uh, originally off of Netflix. Um, that is going to be our last series before we tackle the last six movies, five movies. But but uh, just a
0: spoiler. I've only seen about four episodes of of daredevil but i'm (laughs) really i'm really enjoying it so so i am excited about talking about it yeah
1: daredevil hit on all three seasons i i remember that for sure uh one two and three were all incredible but
0: they're not just flatline i mean this is this is an interesting season you know he's gone he's he's going after that
1: devil in daredevil you know and well they yeah. This is this is uh, if I'm not mistaken this is straight from the Frank Miller uh, run of the comic books where it is toted as one of the best stories in the Daredevil series completely.
0: Nice. Well they're cool. they're doing a good job with it. I'm anxious to get back to it now that we've done this, this <laughs> week's podcast and uh, right and, awesome. and Me hopefully too. I won't get too taken away by the Orville which comes out tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I think it's only one episode she All should right. be good. All right. All right, well that's it then. That's how we seize it. All right. Hail Caesars. Hail Caesars,
0: which is great because uh didn't uh, the Cohen brothers do a movie called Hail Caesars? Hail Caesar?
1: <laughs> they it, might have. They, they did. might have. It, it I wasn't don't their know. best movie, but
0: uh, but awesome. still.
1: Hail <laughs> Caesars. Good night, everyone. Hail Caesars. Good night. Oh, I got to piss again. I'll be right back.
0: What does that mean?
1: just like uh, your opinion, man.